Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number nine of the Hockey Tank Podcast. This is November 14th, 2021 in historic Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada. My name is Trevor Blackler, and as always, I'm joined today by the gentle genius, Stephen Hale. How's it going, my friend? It's going good, buddy. Uh, it's nice to get on to go a bit earlier today, and it's a shitty Sunday in Corner Brook. Uh, it's a lot of fog, and it's not very nice. I, so, uh, you know, something to occupy the time and talk about a bit of hockey. How are you? For sure, man. No, good. We'll give a little bit of weather report at uh, CBS, too. Uh, yeah. It's not bad here. It's a bit cloudy. I can see some blue skies poking out, but there's some great clouds coming in yeah. from the uh, from the east there, so we can expect some rain maybe this, later mm-hmm. on this afternoon. But We're going to have to... We're going to have to do great. a new hockey tank uh, weather report every week now. Yeah, weather report. <laughs> oh, geez. All right. So today on the program, we'll be discussing some hockey news from the past week. We'll also get to know another NHLer from the great land of Newfoundland. And uh, we'll end things off with our top 10 picks for Stanley Cup contenders this year. Uh, if you're fine with that, Steve, we can dive right into it. Yeah, let's get going, buddy. Let's awesome. hear the news. So first of all, we'll just uh, clue some things up with the Jack Eichel ball debacle. Um, so he gets a warm reception from Chance, the mascot, and the rest of the uh, Knights family. Did you see this? I've seen it, man. He was jumping out of the uh, – was it like a limo he was in or something cool? <clears throat> I, think, I think so, yeah. Yeah, he was living the life now in Vegas. Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, another point on him too. Uh, so his surgery was completed without uh, complications. Uh, so what this means is we might see him back in the NHL as early as three months from now. I uh, seen uh, a quote from his doctor on uh, Instagram or Twitter, wherever it was, and he's talking about like his disc was really messed up, and they're glad they took it out. Yeah, like his I'd disc say. was in hard shape. So like if he had continued his career like that, it would have shortened his career. Yeah, I know, and he knew that, and uh, I don't know. It's just where nobody, no hockey players or NHLers have ever done it before, but, yeah. Good for um, him, man, for standing up for what he believes in. For sure, man. I His think fucking body. I think he's going to be a uh, kind of a trailblazer in that sense, too, because a lot of NHLers have probably done things they didn't want to do just because management said, well, it's in your contract. It's, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was in the labor union agreements or whatever the CBA. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I know he's going to be a great trailblazer for that. No, I can't wait to see him in Vegas, man. Yeah. Let's hope, hope, let's hope they can turn it around because, uh, you know, what are they seven and six? <laughs> yeah. They're not doing great, but, uh, I, I mean, a lot of their players are injured or yeah. Stone and Pat's so. ready. Stone just came back. So yeah. And William Carlson. Yeah. He's injured too. Wow. Yeah. So, We'll see what they can do. Um, Troy Terry is on an absolute tear. He's on a 13-game point streak, and he's got 18 points in those games. That's pretty unreal. Nobody... I think he's. I think he scored a point. Was he playing last night? Um... No, I think his last game was Thursday, and he scored yeah. three points. He got two goals and an apple. Oh wow, dude, this guy is a stud, man. Uh, like nobody expected him to be first line center. Or is he center? He's his right wing. Is he? All right. Well, mm-hmm. he's on the top line, isn't he? Or he's playing with. Oh, I would assume uh, so. Yeah. So nobody expected that. You know, you think of Troy Terry as like a kind of a middle six guy. He's shifting. He's got great hands, but you don't think of him like a leader, like leading the team in points. If uh, he scores one more point this season, which I'd say he will, 
Um, he will tie um, last season's uh, point totals with 20. He had 20 points in 48 games last year. That's insane. So, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, it's pretty insane to see that out of nowhere. Like, how, how does a player just turn it on like that out of nowhere? Um, yeah. It's pretty Maybe insane. It's just he's feeling it this season. And uh, I don't know. Players go through that all the time. Either they're in a funk and they can't get anything going or everything they touch is just magic. So, uh, yeah, well, he was always a pretty skilled guy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Island, Fifth round pick, too. Go on. Holy yeah. shit. I didn't know that. I knew he was late. Mm-hmm. That is a great steal. Yeah. Uh, Price is back for the Canadians, but uh, he's still some time away from playing. So they brought up Louis Domingue, I believe, to uh, to take some time off of uh, Jake Allen. Caden Primo. Caden Primo never came up. Yes, he did, man. Didn't he? No, he didn't. I think oh, it was Louis Domingue. I think Might it's be. Doing. I don't fucking know. I don't I know. I think who, Primo is still in the anymore. AHL. He's a young goalie too. They got yeah. He's probably going to be a uh, Price's successor. When Price yeah. is done, I'd say he'll be ready to come in. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. For sure. Uh, Ovi passes Brett Hall for fourth all time in goals scored with <laughs> seven hundred and forty-two. It's like every podcast now we're saying Ovi is passing someone else. Like yeah, he's unstoppable this season. His point totals are pretty insane this year too. Not even just his goal scoring. No, um, he is on fire out of the gate. Yeah, last year he played forty five games. He had twenty four goals. Um, this year he has twelve goals in fourteen games, and uh, he's way over a point per game. Last year he was forty two points in forty five games. This year he's twenty four points in fourteen games so far. Yeah, he's fucked. He's uh, I think he's first in my uh. My hockey fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Drysaddle's got more points in him, but Drysaddle gets a couple more assists. And he just. Drysaddle got two more goals than him, actually, too. Go on. Oh, yep. shit. Drysaddle might be first now. Drysaddle has 14, and uh, Ovechkin has 12. So. Jason, how many points I, does Drysaddle have? Drysaddle's leading the league. He has 28. Like David has 25. <laughs> It's pretty insane how far they are above everybody else. It's, yeah, they're head and shoulders above everyone else, and it's, it's yeah. not even fair to the rest of the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, I think we were talking about this a bit last week, but uh, Mrazic's going to be out four weeks with a groin injury. I don't think it was what his injury was was out there, but now we know it's a groin injury. And he's out four weeks. Is this guy a fucking piece of glass or something? Seems like it, man. Jack Campbell's, like, holding the fort and – Toronto lands and he's doing a good job, man. He has like a nine 20 save percentage. Um, oh, yeah. I'll get into that later, man. He's looking really good. But, and uh, uh, there was questions about who the starter was going to be for the Leafs because Mrazic obviously has more experience. And I thought it was Mrazic, but that's probably just because he is, uh, he was in Detroit before and I'm kind of a homer. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I think Campbell's a real starting goalie at this point and, He's probably going to end up making five or so mil. And Mrazic, if he doesn't, uh, you know, stop being a fucking piece of glass, he's probably going to find himself out of the league in a couple of years. Because, I mean, he's not playing any games. Last year he played how many games? Like, like just a handful. Mostly between Novelkovich and uh, Reimer. And Reimer, yeah, I think. Mrazic so, probably played like 20. And then they – I don't even think he played 20. Oh, yeah, it was short in season. Yeah, there's no I, way. I think he played like 11 or not even that. Yeah. So um, when you haven't played very many games in a 
two year span. Like, I mean, um, it's, it, I guess it's kind of hard to stay at a certain level. Not saying yeah, he's playing I mean, bad in Toronto, but that it's just that he's he's not, not playing. playing enough. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. They call up Joseph Wall. Do you, do you know anything about this guy? Well, he played last night against Buffalo. Yeah, he got the big dub. Yeah, they won uh, five to four. Um, he played pretty good. Uh, you can obviously tell he was very nervous. Like he he kind of like second guessed. Yeah, he, he was kind of second guessing uh some of the shots and stuff and. Uh, but I think he played well, and uh, yeah, like you said, he's only a young guy, so uh, you know you can't judge a young goalie by one game. You, you kind of need twenty or more games to see how he adapts, right? So yeah. we'll see. Young goalie, yeah, uh, plenty of time. If uh, if we were to judge a goalie off one game, though, uh, <laughs> could we say that Zach Fukali is a fucking stud? Yeah, um, he makes twenty one saves in his NHL debut for a shutout. I thought that was pretty impressive. Yeah, that's impressive because he was deemed the guy who's going to pass Price when yeah, they drafted him. He was 36 overall. He was overall. drafted in what, 2015? He was McDavid's draft? I thought he was 2014. It might be 2014. Around there anyways. And yeah. He was yeah, drafted mid, 36. Mid-2010. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's 26 years old now. He's played uh, one game in the NHL. He's played on four different ECHL teams, and he's played on five different AHL teams. So this guy yeah. is a fucking total suitcase. But He's a, hopefully yeah. Carves had a decent little career now. I uh, hope so. I mean, Washington got two good, like, solid goalies, so I can't see him staying in Washington. But hopefully he makes a good little trade piece um, to bring something back for a playoff push or something, goes to a team that needs a goalie so he can get a real chance at the NHL. It'd be nice to see him get a backup job, man, because, I mean, he obviously had the talent, like, way back um, – you know, when he was drafted in the second round, you know, you don't take goalies in the second round for no reason. So yeah. he obviously has a talent. I think it's probably – I think with a lot of goalies, it's probably a confidence issue, man. He probably got buried, um, wasn't given the right opportunities. And for, for uh, a long period of time after that, he probably said, well, you know, I'm not good enough. But uh, as his one NHL game shows, like, you know, he's probably good enough to – you know, like we said, we don't judge a goalie on one game. But if you were, you played fucking great. So – yeah, we'll see. I I hope he gets a backup role somewhere, man. I love this guy. I, yeah, uh, I don't know something. About he seems him. like a nice dude too. Yeah, I know. And uh, in the dressing room after, did you see him get like the game puck and uh, yeah, and that shield that they passed yeah. around? Like he was just like, "Good game, boys!" Like blocking shots out there. You guys got this. Like fucking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Uh, hopefully, he gets. He's obviously going to play another game because why wouldn't you play a goalie if he had a shutout? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, imagine they just buried him in the AHL. That would be so shitty, man. That would be so shitty. I can't – I wouldn't be able to, like, do that if I was a general manager. I'd be like, give him a shot, you know. At least till he plays a couple bad games. No, uh, they got two solid goalies there. Like, uh, I can't see him staying around for a long, long period of time. They might play him another game, but he's just there to give. Yeah, but isn't their backup injured? Uh, Probably. Who the fuck is Washington's backup this year? Who? Who is watching? They got uh, geez, they got um Samsonov and they got Samsonov and that other young Russian uh starts with a V. Jesus Vanacek. Vanacek, yeah, V Tech Vanacek. He's a good goalie too, man. He is, yeah. They got that's what I'm saying. They got two solid goalies, so yeah. Two Russians but, though, so they're always I guess he's I guess he's injured up in the hotel rooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got a lot of Russians on Washington, man. Holy yeah, fuck. man. They must be having a party, all those Russians. Kuznetsov, Orlov, Ovechkin. Fucking two of the goalies. Yeah. Jeez. What a time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Tuka Rask was skating with the Bruins at the practice rink. Not skating with the Bruins, but skating at the Bruins practice rink, sorry, uh, after returning from hip surgery. So uh, pretty cool to see him back on the ice. Uh, it's unsure where he's going to play. He's a unrestricted free agent right now, so he could go anywhere. Uh, but a lot of people, well, not a lot. I just read one article on it, but uh, said that he could be a cheap uh, goalie for a playoff push. If anybody was looking for one. Edmonton. Saw on his ass. Say that. Yeah. I can't see him playing anywhere but Boston. He doesn't want to leave Boston. Boston kinda, yeah, Boston kind of needs a goalie. They got all American Swayman, but neither of them are really showing. They're uh, they're kind of both struggling. Starter, yeah. Who are you gonna send down though? Because if you send Swayman through waivers, I don't think he's on a two way anymore. Yeah, I guess they don't really have a choice to bring in him. To bring in Ras, do they? Because if you Walmart if is... you send him down, then you lose Swayman. Then Rask is here for the rest of the year, but then next year you're looking for another guy. Yeah. Because Swayman's going to get be picked. Olmark, I guess, because Swayman is, I think, the Yeah, but they signed Olmark to a big deal, though. Uh, to like five well, mil. If it's big enough, I doubt anybody's going to take him this early in the season. Yeah, I guess so. There's not much cap room in the league either, so that could be an option. But I, that would not look good. That He would not take that well. No, sending their starter or supposed to be starter goalie down. After he signs a four or five year contract at a decent <laughs> price, and he plays yeah. like 12, 15 games, and they send his ass down. No, I guess they will just rough it out with two of those, and yeah, Rask we'll see. Maybe they maybe they have a roster spot. Rask signs a cheap deal, and maybe they can switch in between three goalies. Uh, Carolina did that for a while a couple of years ago. Yeah, so that's an option. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Bob Murray has been replaced by Jeff Solomon as Ducks GM after an investigation. Um, revealed that Murray was doing some, uh, I guess, like unprofessional um, conduct. It's still unsure, like, what that is. I didn't read up too much on it, but it just showed that, like, he was, I don't know, not true. I think it was hiring right. and firing stuff. Yeah. Like, within staff, like, being hired on staff members and, like, threatening their jobs all the time, like, saying, like, um, you know, if you don't do this, you know, I can fucking fire you, stuff like that, right? That'd do I think it, that's sure. what I I think that's what it was, and uh, I think he he's gone to like an alcohol abuse uh, program to try and uh, fix that. Apparently, he's a little bit too heavy on the booze, so he's trying to fix that up. Yeah, it's a job with uh, a lot oh, of pressure. The but... beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Bob Murray chirping in from the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck no mind. Uh, Nathan McKinnon will be out three weeks with a lower body injury. This fucking sucks. Hmm. He's uh, getting a couple bad uh, bounces this year with his health, seems yeah, like. Yeah, he is, man. He hasn't played a lot of games. Uh, he's probably not going to get anywhere close to any awards at this point just because of that. Yeah, I know. I think he was still up towards point per game, though, just for him. But yeah. uh, he's not close to catching any of the big boys at, like, 20 points. Yeah, he's uh, he's having a tough year, but maybe it'll help him in the playoffs. I don't know. Maybe he comes around. He's a little bit more uh, fresh. Time, come playoff time but yeah uh, i mean that could be this could be a i don't know an opportunity more than it is like a threat i guess if he comes back and plays just as well and it's got more energy than the rest of them yeah we'll see he carries colorado in the playoffs anyways because he's a huge playoff guy like you see his point totals in the playoffs are insane yeah he wants like to win year, man. he almost beat gretzky's record he had like 15 games and like 26 points or something <laughs> he wants to win man so bad uh yeah you know, I can see Colorado winning just because he has a draw to win. 
Yeah, for sure. He's a force, man. He'll you can drag a team in the in the playoffs. He's probably the third best player in the NHL for my money. You got those two big boys in Edmonton, and then he's right behind him. Yeah, he at one point I had him second, but I think Drossel was probably surpassing. Yeah. Yeah, and I, a lot of people say, like, oh, Jarvis Settle is only good because he has McDavid, but a lot of Jarvis Settle's goals he got in this past week, McDavid weren't involved in. They were on I separate think, lines. I think he's the second-best player in the league. I think that's just an excuse for people who don't want to believe it. Yeah, probably. Uh, Anthony D'Angelo was fined 2000 for embellishment against Panthers. I didn't see this play, but um, it was just Fucking in the bomb. news, so I figured I'd report it. It's good reporting. He's a fucking bum. Uh, I don't mind him. I think he's a good player. He's just, uh, I don't know, cancerous in the locker room with around the wrong people. So, yeah. And I mean the wrong people, just as in anybody not from North America. So I think the Sharks should go trade for him. Uh, they have way too much cap space t- tangled up in defense for men. They got to. Yeah, they man. But imagine him and Evander Kane in the same locker room. Oh, my God. <laughs> That'd be sick. Yeah, while get, they're at it, they should get, bring in. Uh, what's his name? Elibers Galov. Bring him out of retirement. Sign him in San Jose. What a locker room that would be to go into. Oh, man. There'd just be fist fights in there, man. It'd just be like an underground fight club. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, talking about people uh, fighting. Uh, the Senators have nine people on COVID protocol, so they're trying to battle off this uh, bad wave of COVID pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um. Sucks, man. Yeah. Ottawa was looking good too at the beginning of the season, but they just kind of got kicked in the dick here now. They're falling apart, man. They're not. Their record's bad, and I wonder is DJ Smith on a hot seat? I don't think so. I mean, you can blame a lot of things in Ottawa. I don't think the coach is necessarily involved. A lot of people say they like playing in his system. Says he's a good yeah. coach, so I um, think they're gonna let him go just because the team is young and inexperienced. Pierre Dorian said they expect to make the playoffs. And uh, they got the, the least points in the Eastern Conference right now. So <laughs> it's not looking that way. But uh, you never know. What else are you supposed to say if you're the GM? You don't want to come out and like say, uh, yeah. yeah, our team's fucking shit and everybody knows it. So <laughs> you got to say something like that. It seems shit and everybody knows it. There'd be a sick <laughs> quote put up on Instagram, like his face and then a quote there. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's no, funny. but uh, not everybody's as bold as that Swiss uh, coach from the World Juniors. <laughs> no, yeah, they should hire him as the coach, man. Imagine I loved fucking, him, man. I loved the interview. The I'll never get out of interview. <laughs> it's Canada. We're not going to beat them. Are you kidding? <laughs> what right, a man. way to pump up the boys in the room. Hey, boy. The boys are watching down the screen in the locker room, just like, yeah, come on, coach, fucking. <laughs> say something sick and it's just like yeah we're not gonna beat it up we're not gonna win are you crazy fucking <laughs> <laughs> he was a sick coach yeah he, he did all right for that swiss team they had a good couple good players yeah um dude one of them got drafted last year i can't remember in the third round their captain i can't I think remember they, his name though i think they had a guy drafted who played on that team his name was nino eigenberger yeah the defenseman i think yeah i'm gonna look they have a they have a swiss goalie coming up too can't remember where he got drafted either. I'm not sure. Look up uh, Swiss's captain. He's got a sick name. It's just like five letters long, but it's got a good ring to it. Sure. While you're doing that, I guess I'll report uh, Rick Nash's jersey, number 61, will be retired by the Blue Jackets on March 5th, 2022. 
Oh yeah. Um, yep. That's Good sick. for him. Deserves and it, man. He's the best honestly, jacket. It does, man. That's that's who I think of when I think of blue jackets. Yeah, he's the best jacket it, it, there. Yeah, it could be like thirty years from now, and I'll still think of Rick Nash. Yeah. He's an uh, iconic man for that organization, definitely. Yeah. And uh pretty good number to retire to because who the fuck else wants number 61? Like, that's yeah. kind of like a random number. It is. I would never want – that's a gross number, man. As far as no, I wouldn't want 61. I wouldn't want six, 64. And I would not yeah. want number 44. No, I don't know. I like – We should – fuck, man, on the pod someday, we should, like, rank every number from – all the way from 1 to 98. Just because nobody can touch ninety nine, yeah, just like how shit numbers are. Yeah, that'd be weird. That'd be like a, like a math episode. <laughs> a math episode. The math special. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do that on. Uh, we'll do that on March. Math day. March fourteenth. Yeah. Uh, Pi day. Pi day. Yeah. Three fourteen. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. No, it's not. Fuck that. Does it? Even... <laughs> <laughs> we could rate the players and more the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Best player to ever wear each wear each number. Jeez, I just fucked that. No, that'd be a sick yeah. uh, idea. Anyway, yeah. let's uh let's focus on this episode instead of episodes three months from now. Yeah. Uh, All right. Sounds good. Braden Colbert is Colburn uh, is retired from the NHL after 16 seasons. He was on the 2020 uh Tampa Bay Cup winning team. So hell of a career from Colburn. Just known as a stay-at-home defenseman, block shots, um, and could throw around the body too. Pretty much, like I've never seen a Braden Coburn highlight because I don't think they exist. But uh, I think he got, <laughs> I think he got a diving goal uh, in 2020. Did I he? think he was on the rush with another defenseman, or not another defenseman, but another forward, and they sauced it across and he dove at it and scored. <laughs> Didn't or he play in Ottawa? Pass. Uh, I can't remember, man. Is I think he was kind of a suitcase. The most notable for me is he was on Philadelphia's team in the mid. Uh, 2010s when they were doing pretty good mm-hmm. yeah he's i uh, think he was also on anaheim yeah he stuck around for a while man I've, i remember like uh, seeing Braden coburn throughout the years and nhl games and everything it's just like holy he's still alive 16 seasons man yeah that's a long so, career that is a long career i mean that's just like he could have played like partial seasons and then ahl some seasons but i think he's always been like a six or seventh defenseman on teams yeah he didn't have a right long AHL career, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure he's Canadian. I'm pretty sure he played for a Team Canada and World Juniors like way back in the day, too. Probably, yeah. I wouldn't remember that. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Eric Brandstrom will be out six to eight weeks with a broken hand. Kind of sucks for him, but he wasn't having a great season. I mean, I didn't see him a lot in the uh, box scores of any game, so. He's not... Uh... He's not living up to that, uh, what he was thought of in that uh, stone trade so far. No, he's not. We're just going to have to yeah. wait and see. Yeah, I mean, he was a hell of a prospect. And he can skate, but I don't know. He's not big enough to be an effective, like, stay-at-home, like, defensive defenseman. And he doesn't have, like, I don't know, a, a great shot from the point or, like, I don't know, good passing to be an offensive defenseman, like, quarterback, a power play yet. So. Yeah, I don't know if he's uh, – sometimes it just doesn't translate, man, no matter how good you play in the NHL. So, hmm. we'll see what he does. He was highly thought of in that trade. Like, there, I remember um, Craig Button had him on a list of prospects, too. Like, he was one of the top prospects affiliated with the NHL club. So, yeah, um, 
he's kind of dropping off a little bit in that regard, but it's kind of you just got to wait and see. Like, does he really get it together? Give him a couple of years, and if I not, mean, he's still he's still fairly young. I mean, yeah. when was he drafted? Like the year well, Vegas he was came drafted in. by Vegas, it was definitely after 2017. It was the first year they came in, his second round pick. Yeah, man, he's got he's got a lot of time to come in yet. I, I give defensemen and goalies a lot more time than forwards, uh, just because yeah. there's less. There's less jobs in the NHL for defense and uh, goaltenders, so sometimes take a while. Yeah, it usually takes a few extra years for uh, yeah those guys. Speaking of uh, Mark Stone, though, he plays first games with Vegas after being out with a lower body injury, so that's uh, that's good. Did he they win last night or something? He got an assist last night. He never he never scored, but oh yeah, I don't know. It's his first game back. He'll uh, I get it going. Get going for sure. Hmm. Um, Crosby also returns tonight uh, on Sunday, November 14th from COVID protocol uh, to play with the Pens. So hopefully that's he, good news. He's only played yeah, one game. Yeah. And he's dash three. So he's got to make up for that. Yeah. Um, he'll fix that. <laughs> no, but uh, the league's not the same without Crosby in it. So I'm happy to see him come back. And it's not as exciting, you know, like it's always nice to see like a Crosby highlight because it's like, damn, the, Sid the kid still got it, you know. So backhand, uh, backhand goal, with one hand on the stake. Yeah, during, uh, against Buffalo doesn't count. So, um, <laughs> no, uh, no, he, he's gonna do good. He'll come back, and it'll be Crosby. He'll be point per game. We'll say. I hope so, man. Um, what else do we got here? Alex Newhook gets his first uh, in the league. Um, so, on behalf of the Hockey Tank Podcast, congratulations, Alex. Hopefully, you yes, get uh, many more. Uh, he scored a playoff goal too last year. Yeah, but that doesn't count in. Uh, I know for a regular season your, goal. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, nice he goal did. Too. I, I remember that it was a it was one time one time I believe from one knee. It was sick. <laughs> yeah, Crosby knee drop. It looked really good. Yeah, I can't believe how open he was. I guess people aren't giving him kind of the respect yet because he's still a rookie, you know. So yeah. when he pops in a couple more, he'll probably have more people on him covering him. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Dawson Mercer also got a goal and an assist the other night and got third star in his game. Um, and I can't, I don't know if it was after or before, but he also donated a thousand dollars to make a wish, uh, Newfoundland branch. Yeah, so that's good. And that was a fan voted, so the fans of New Jersey voted him, uh, the fan of the player of the month for that team. So, congrats, Dawson. I think you were saying before he's got 10 points in 13 games, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a great start to an NHL career for sure. Um, better start than, uh, the old Jack Hughes down in New Jersey, better start and laugh, better start and cackle, man. This guy's a top six forward in my eyes. I think so, too. I never thought it. When he was drafted, I was like, all right, good penalty killer, whatever, bottom six forward. But this guy really has a lot of offensive talent. Yeah. He's quick, man. He's quick on the puck, man. He makes decisions, good decisions, and he does it quickly. So, he looks big on the puck, too. There's been a couple plays where he's actually had to fight off, like, full-grown, like, 28 28- year old men that's been playing in the league for like five years and he has had to fight him off and still had possession of the puck. Yeah, he's a he's kind of a runt, man. He gets in the corners and just digs it out. Brian Burke yeah. would love this guy. <laughs> yeah, bring him to Pittsburgh. Make yeah. him play with Crosby and he'll get 50. Oh, goals. that'd be sick. <laughs> Anyways, New Jersey now, so he'll do fine there. It would be pretty cool at some point in their careers if New Hook and Dawson played on the same line. That would be cool. Do you think they will, like, for Team Canada in, like, I don't know, five years from now when they're really in their prime? That'd be pretty cool. 
I don't uh, know if like they're going to make Team Canada. Oh, not this year. I'm talking about like in five years when they're in their prime. If they keep going at this trajectory. Um, yeah, that's kind of hard to say. There's so many good Canadian hockey players. Canada could have yeah. like three Olympic teams. So. <laughs> they could, honestly. They should just have a, an exclusive tournament just for Canada. I think if Canada. they had the World Cup again, like the North Team North America, Team Europe, I think he'd be on Team North America. Yeah. Because it's a. Uh, oh, yeah, good, the young guns there. Yeah, it's like uh, Canadian and American players under 23 years old. Yeah, that was a sick team, man. That was unreal. McDavid, Matthews, McKinnon. The first line. Yeah. Oh. yeah Riley was there too. Fair. Actually, was it Riley? I think Riley was there too. He was under 23 then. What year was think, that? 2018. Was it 24? That was 2016. That happened. Really? Yeah. Because okay. that was Matthew's draft year. Oh, it was too. Yeah, it was his first yeah. year there. You're right. His Matthew's first game in Air Canada Center was in a North America jersey. Team North America <laughs> jersey, not a Leafs jersey. Yeah, well, he probably played a lot better in that Leafs jersey in his first game. Yeah. That was, was that insane. in Ottawa that he played? That, that was in Ottawa. Oh, okay. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, I remember okay. seeing that man. I was hyping up to my math teacher in high school how good this guy was going to be. <laughs> Rod Grinnell, do you remember Rod Grinnell? Obviously, man, Mr. G. Yeah, <laughs> I was hyping that up to Mr. G. What's his yeah. favorite team? Leafs. Leafs, yes, sir. Yeah. Have you ever heard the RJ Hamburger uh, story? RJ Umberger. Yeah, yeah, you get drafted. He thought it was RJ Umberger. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said that story, man, when he told yeah. me that. I was crying. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot RJ Umberg existed until you just said that. Yeah, man. Great career in what? Columbus and Philadelphia. <laughs> Worst spots to have a career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Oh, my. Imagine somebody uh, coming up that place their full career with like Arizona, Buffalo, and fucking, I don't know, just those that, two teams. That would suck. Never get past like 25th overall in the league. Even if I started my career in Columbus and then it traded me to Philly, I'd be like pissed. I'd be like, yeah, I'm just, I'm playing a new sport. Like, give me the tennis racket, give me the golf clubs. Like, fuck this. Unless you trade me out of these, these shitholes, like, put me oh, on a man. decent team. What about uh, Jake Voracek? Gets drafted. To <laughs> That's true. Fuck yes, I finally get to go play with like Claude Giroux and all these sick Philadelphia players. And he's yeah. there for like ten years, and they're like, ah, never mind, buddy. Back to fucking Columbus. See ya. <laughs> he's got a he's got a bit of shit luck there. Even Cam Atkinson went to Columbus to Philadelphia, so those yeah. guys aren't living it up. Not the way I'd want being in NHL. Not roast <laughs> Philadelphia or Columbus, but you know, uh, you it doesn't get seem it in there exciting. every episode, man. You gotta, Doesn't, you gotta get the chirping in there somehow. There's probably a few more exciting places to play, right? Yeah. Even like Arizona, man, you get the sun in Columbus. You just, I don't know what you get there. You get robbed on the way to the rink. Yeah. You get 300 pound prostitutes and fucking bunk <laughs> cocaine. Fuck that. That's a life, man. What more could a man want? That's true, man. That's true. What about in Philly? Like, you get good. stabbed going to the rink. Yeah, you get stabbed going to the rink, and then fucking the last thing that'd be left on you is like fucking three bucks for a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I actually took the words in my mouth. Philly cheesesteaks are good though. I had uh I had one in PEI and I did not fucking it was what? it wasn't a Philly cheesesteak, it was a fucking PEI cheesesteak. <laughs> yeah. Trash, man. Uh, do you yeah. know the uh do you know Montreal steak spice? Yeah. They fucking murdered the steak in that, man. My lips were burning eating it. It was nuts. Oh, no. Yeah. 
Anyway, was, Jesus Christ, we're getting a, a bit off course here, aren't we? <laughs> anyway, uh, do you got that's it for my news? I just wanted to say that both noofs are uh, in the NHL now and tearing it up. Is that how we started that conversation? Yeah, we started that talking about Dawson Mercer and we got the PEI cheesesteaks and how they murder their <laughs> fucking steak and Montreal steak spice. I think we should rename this to the Ramble, this podcast. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. People click on it and it's like, oh, hockey, cool. And then they listen to us talk about fucking food and getting stabbed in Philadelphia for three minutes. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I got a couple of bits of news here, too, I want to talk about before we move on. All right, let her fly. I've seen on the old internet. Um, Canucks owner Francesco Aquilini is on a road trip with the team now, so that's never a good sign. No, when, he wants when to the see owner wants to. Functioning. Yeah, and you know they're not playing well. I think they're four and six and two or something. They're getting better. Demko's starting to play a bit better now, but it's not good enough little. for the players they acquired. I know, and the money two. they got sunk into that team now. And the longer they sit uh, in a position like that, the the more teams ahead of them. Uh, make their distance so i mean if they don't uh, pony up i can't see them making the playoffs this year and if they do um even 20 games in man you can knock yourself at the playoffs yeah easy uh, arizona already got it yeah montreal and ottawa is pretty well doing it like yeah you no know, i uh, uh i said that montreal was gonna sneak into the playoffs too so maybe if price comes back and puts up like a, a 950 save percentage every game but yeah we'll have to see he's more of a playoff goalie too right yeah he turns it on plus what we'll let's see but uh, it's never a good sign when the owner wants to come in uh, on the road trips yeah no it's one thing to set up the home games but yeah and yeah. there's no doubt he's got other business too so he's got like his hands and a lot of other things so to take so the he, time to actually follow the team around and see what's going wrong is yeah it's not a good sign no i wouldn't want to be hopefully he's not taking the same plane as them that'd be a bit of an awkward plane ride <laughs> yeah i'd say that'd be a quiet plane ride nobody yeah. would be joking everybody around. be reading books and shit and... yeah everybody be <laughs> analyzing game tape <laughs> <laughs> yeah the full full ride yeah uh um on the on to some more news uh i've seen this i don't know how much truth is to it uh i take it with a grain of salt it says um I believe Jeff Merrick tweeted it, or I'm not sure who tweeted it, but it said uh, that the Kraken could have Mark Giordano put on the trade block by the deadline. So that's pretty weird because, I mean, you give a guy to see uh, first captain in franchise history. I wouldn't expect that you'd want to trade him out for assets so quickly. I mean, that's what I would have done, though. I wouldn't have named him captain. I would have did the Vegas route, just didn't have a captain for my first couple of years. Just in case, you know, if they were good this year and making playoff pushes, like, just keep no captain and then name a captain next season when you know you're established. But, like, I don't know. I w- he would definitely be on the trade block if I were Seattle. Seattle is, what, 30th in the league right now? I think they've only won, like, three or four games. So I had not picked making the playoffs. Yeah, I know. And I, I didn't feel comfortable with that because I knew Vegas picked some good players. But I, I didn't see the same offensive players go to uh, Seattle. They definitely took a different route. When they were drafting. Yeah, Vegas did a lot more strategic drafting and said, okay, give me, like, this draft pick and I won't pick this player and stuff like that. But uh, The thing is, with Seattle, teams learn to not make those deals anymore. As yeah, well. I guess it was different for Vegas. They kind of knew what to expect. Teams knew what to expect, so they never – they kind of knew what – like, you know, if we had to go up a top six forward, you know, we can always work, figure it out, you know. It's not the end of yeah. the world, so – Anyways, yeah, it'd be weird. I think it'd be 
the bad luck to trade out your captain is all. Oh, hundred percent. Um, it just it just uh, dissolves every bit of like loyalty you got with the players, right? Yeah, it's not a good look. Uh, um, and some more news. Uh, PK Subban is a name that could be moved at the deadline as well, as he's on an expiring contract, and uh, New Jersey could retain half his salary. Uh, he could go to a team that needs him. What do you yeah, think about that? Sure. Do you think he could go anywhere interesting? Uh, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, it's only for players or teams looking for like like a sixth defenseman or something. I don't think he's got a top four role in the league anymore, man. He do- he doesn't have the offensive ability, and he's never been a defensive defenseman anyway. So it's only for, uh, I guess, if you've got like a young core or something, you're looking for a bit of older, I guess. Uh, you know what I was thinking? Whatever. When I read this, I was like, "What? What? Where could a fit be for Subban on a team that's kind of like going on a push? Because a team that's in the plot in the hunt to contend is going to trade for him because they're not. Yeah, it's not going to be. A team. You're not going to find a rebuilder or anybody sub. I, I would say twentieth in the standings right now. Going after him. I was thinking Winnipeg could be a good look if they retain half salary in New Jersey because Winnipeg wouldn't hurt for them to get a def- some defensive depth. They already got the forwards. Not at all. But what, what do you, you think of what that? Is, what's PK's value? Maybe a third rounder and a, a third rounder and a roster prospect. I'd say a third rounder and a bottom roster player. What's New Jersey looking to get back? Is New Jersey wanting to fill that defensive spot? I don't know. It depends. But I think that Winnipeg could satisfy a trade with New Jersey because they got a lot of pieces, right? Mm. I think it would be a good uh, move. That's the first thing I thought of when I read this rumor. And obviously, it's a rumor. So, like I said, take it with a grain of salt. But uh, I think he'd look good in Winnipeg, man. What do you think? I think I think he'd look good, too, in Winnipeg. I think another home form could be Calgary. I yeah. think Calgary's missing a bit of defensive uh, yeah. depth there. Last year, Dano. Yeah. Not saying P.K. Subban's on that level anymore, but he could certainly fit in the bottom pair. Yeah. He- he should be there just to like uh, teach the young young defenseman like I don't know the ways of the road to NHL as a defenseman or something like that. Like he's not in there to get your points, and he's not in there to stop the puck from going in the net. Like yeah, he he's only in there for to give advice to young guys and rear them up. I think yeah, and and he could kill some clock. I mean, he's not the worst defenseman I've ever seen. He's not but... bad at passing the puck either, man. He's pretty good. He doesn't get the assist like he used to, but he can still move the puck up the ice. Yeah, I think he uh I think he gets caught a lot trying to do like one too many moves or something or taking like the puck for a skate sometimes because he still thinks he's got it, right? Um and then just gets <laughs> caught and like blows a tire or something. But yeah, um, if he just uh I don't know, if he just worked on his defensive game, I think he could find a, a new role in the league and stay around for a few more years. He's he's definitely not signing a big nine mil deal next offseason. I, I wouldn't say. I'd say he's one of the most overpaid defensemen in the league right now. I'd what say he's looking at the. I say he's looking at three to four. I would say he might get lucky and get four, yeah. And maybe you know two or three year deal, pretty much. Two year, uh, four million, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, another rumor. I'm running off rumors here today. I'm not running off actual news. Um. <laughs> All right, I'll be the uh, I'll be the fat guy. You be the rumor guy. Okay, a potential a potential candidate for the Ducks GM uh, position 
Uh, Fulton could be Jeff Gordon, former New York Rangers GM, who got fired last year when uh, there was a bit of a controversy there, wasn't there, when they said something about um, – Yeah, everybody was saying because uh, Reeves is, like, taking over that organization. Isn't it so funny that he's there now? Or, uh, yeah. I don't know who – Tom Wilson was taking over the organization because Tom Wilson dropped Panarin and punched Bucinevich or whatever. And then uh, they right put up after a statement. that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. they – Talking about the NHL – about talking about George Peros and how he makes like bad decisions and everything and shitting on the refs and everything. So yeah, he kind of got fired for that. Cause I think that that was his doing. Yeah. Well, obviously he's general manager. So he looks over all operations. It wasn't just like the social media guy was like, you know what? Fuck the refs. I'm going <laughs> to send out this little tweet here now. It was, it definitely yeah. came from him. And if it didn't, yeah. I mean, somebody lower would have got, uh, yeah. got the hand for it instead of him. And I like Jeff Gordon. I think he's a great GM when he was in New York. I think he put a lot of good pieces in New York. Uh, Panarin, um, I think he was involved in Zibanejad, um, involved in bringing Ron Strom in, um, involved in getting Adam Fox, uh, drafting those young players who were supposed to be good. But uh, that that has to do more with coaching than the GM, let's be honest. It's not his fault that they're not getting developed. He's not teaching them the game. Yeah. I guess the big moves, I didn't really like them because uh, I was looking at moves like sending Brennan Lemieux and Leah Sanderson out for just like, I don't know, shit draft. Not shit draft picks. I mean, third and fourth rounders are good, but uh, just trading out like really good depth for uh, yeah. just draft picks that you're probably not going to find those caliber players at. I was thinking about yeah. the little deals, but for the big stuff he was doing, bringing in Fox and stuff, I mean, that was just as much Fox could have been the GM in that deal, though. Fox, that was the place Fox wanted to go, so he was mm-hmm. willing to do anything to get back to New York. Um, yeah. Zabinajad was good from Ottawa. Strom was good for Edmonton, and I don't think they lost too much. I think what what they sent back for Strom, like... Ryan Spooner, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was like Ryan Spooner in, like, a fourth round or something, so... Yeah, so... It's a great pickup. I, I think he's a good GM, man. I I, I think he definitely... He, he does um analyst work now at ESPN, I think. So, uh, or NHL network, whatever it is. So I think he's definitely got a position, uh, in the NHL, uh, in the future. He seemed like he made some good uh, decisions, but we'll have to see. And, um, I think that's pretty much it for my news. I wrote down here, um, there some potential destinations where Tarasenko because he still wants to be traded. could be, um, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, uh, Philly or Boston. You see him moving this year with St. Louis doing well. Uh, not the Boston. New York Islanders got their defensive-minded team. I don't think Tarasenko would buy into it. Philadelphia could be a spot, but Cam Axon's playing just as good as what Tarasenko is. I don't see any team being able to take on Tarasenko. I think he's kind of just there. I th- I don't I don't think he wants to be moved because he's having a good season. St. Louis has proven that they're still a, a playoff contender. He hasn't taken in his trade request, so he's still he's, – he's, far as everybody's saying on the internet is he still wants to be traded so, i don't see where he could go i mean yeah, anybody that's that cap for him is uh is probably out of the playoffs or already has that roster spot filled mm-hmm. yeah well that's all you can do poor old tarasenko won't be selling his house yet yeah i mean a lot of teams are looking for center depth or not, like a second not, line center so not a winger exactly everybody's got their wingers uh, well, not everybody, yeah. but the people that don't probably can't afford them. And or the people that don't have it don't need them because they're in a rebuild. And the people that do need them can't because there's a, they have a, no cap space. So cap space is a struggle these days. Yeah. 
That's it cap for me on the news. New oil, man. If you got cap space, yeah, you, you have so much like I don't know power yeah. in the league now. Yeah. Like look yeah. at Arizona. They got like they got like a lot of draft picks brought in just because they had cap space and was willing to take those players on, right? Mm-hmm. Cap space is gold, man. That's right. That's it for me for the news. I don't know if you have anything else to add. No, that's it for me, buddy. Um, stay tuned, folks. Up next, we'll have a Hockey Tank Podcast uh, NHL New for the Week segment. So you're gonna not going to want to miss that. So we'll see you then. Now, as always, let's give a warm Hockey Tank welcome to our own uh, hockey historian, Caleb Smith. What's up, man? Oh, just sit, buddy. Having a plate of Chinese food. Nothing but the best from Cookie from Tollingate, man. Yes, sir. That's our new sponsor. Fine dining. Actually, Cookie from Tollingate. Fine dining, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Nothing yes, but sir. the best. What'd you order? Uh, I just, unfortunately. Combination I, B? I, I usually get the combination A, but I just got some fried noodles, man. Sit in the spot, too, I must say. Yeah, man. Oh, man. I had walk box yesterday, man. It was sick. Long time since I had that. <laughs> Man, we got i got kicked out of a chinese buffet the other day actually why for eating too much <laughs> no no um one of my buddies faked his vax pass and they got all upset oh shit. I, I didn't know i didn't know about it boys don't don't hate on me <laughs> but anyways there was a bit of a riot there but we know I know right. interesting hockey podcast so far i must say yeah <laughs> chinese food yeah. Anyways, buddy. I think we're making see- all listeners hungry. Yeah. <laughs> let's hear the noof before I get too hungry. Hey, the noof of the week this week is Tony White, a left winger from Grand Falls. Um, uh, and Grand I got Falls a- boys in here. Yeah, there's, this is our third Grand Falls guy. And I think, um, to my knowledge, there is only three. So this is the third of three. That's good news. Yep. <laughs> no more armed robberies in the story. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tony White um, made his junior debut in 72-73 season with the Kitchener Rangers, and he put up back-to-back 53 points right off the start. Wow. So he did good in junior. So Beauty. he was drafted um, his first year eligible. He was drafted 161st overall in a 1974 NHL draft by the Washington Capitals. But also, he was drafted 150, 145th overall, sorry, in the 1974 draft by the New England Whalers of the WHA. So in the same year, he got drafted in both leagues. So Tony had a bit of a decision to make. Am I going to play in the WHA or am I going to the NHL? And uh, Tony went and decided to go to play for the Capitals. He went to the NHL. That's a great decision. In the long run, he probably could have got paid more in the WHA, but he wanted uh, wanted that NHL fame. Yeah, man, for sure. I, I can't blame him there. Um, Tony made his NHL debut in the 74-75 season. He played five games for the Capitals, and he got two assists. But he played the majority of that season in the IHL. So, I mean, he uh, played his first um, full pro season in the IHL, but he got five games up there with the Caps just to get his foot on in the water, I guess. Yeah. And then in 75-76, he had his first full NHL season. He had 80 games played. He scored 25 goals, 17 assists, and got 42 points. That's a good year, man. Holy shit, man. Oh, man, he tore it. 25 goals. 25 goals in his – yeah, his full 
first full NHL season. So, yeah, it's rookie season. Yeah. That's sick. You can't get much better than that. Um, it, the, next year the next Whoa. year wasn't so good for Tony, man. In 76-77, he played 72 games, and his points literally half. He went down to 21 points. He had 12 goals and nine assists. So Ooh. I don't think Washington was too pleased about that. In 77-78, he played the entire season besides one game with the Hershey Bears in the AHL. He played one game for the Capitals, and that was his last game in a Washington Capitals uniform. What a wow. way to bury a fellow. Jesus yeah, Christ. Man. Give him some redemption. I know, man. Probably he the coach. Could have been the coach. Could have been where Washington was so shit in the 70s, man. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, buried the did they trade man. him, or did he just get buried in the minors? I Well – he wasn't done in Hershey in 78-79. He played his final full season in the AHL with the Springfield Falcons. And then in 79-80, he got his final crack on the NHL voice. And it's very fitting that you're wearing that North Stars jersey there, Trevor. He played six games with the Minnesota North Stars. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <Unfortunately>, <laughs> That's why I wore it for Tony. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't get any points, but he got four penalty minutes to show for his time in Minnesota. Nice. Got on the score sheet. Yeah. He played one more pro season in North America in the CHL. That was the Central Hockey League. And his final two professional hockey seasons came in the top German league. So he also went overseas. We got some international Newfies. Yeah. I didn't I didn't realize so many Newfies went overseas to play. Yeah. That's pretty uh, – uh, who was the other guy who went to Germany? Uh, one of the first um, guys. On the new feed of Jason week. Morgan, might, you might be talking Yes, about. yeah, he was a coach, right? Yeah, he, he is was now. A coach. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. We got a lot of newfie Germans. <laughs> oh, um, uh, we got so many listeners over there. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Shout out to our German listeners. Shout out to Germany. We're going to have to go to travel to Germany and do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 20 White's uh, total NHL stats were 164 games played. He scored 37 goals and 25 of which came in his rookie season. <laughs> um, 28 assists and 65 points, but he also got 104 penalty minutes in those 164 games. Wow. Rude. I think he was more of a like a elbow or not a you know elbow or slasher, not a fighter, if you know what yeah. I mean. He, yeah, that's how he racked up. I mean, rat. if he can <laughs> if he could score goals like that, he probably wasn't expected to fight too often. Yes, man. He's used to slashing people, man. He's from Grand Falls. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude, man, we're going to have the whole town of Grand Falls after us, man. <laughs> Once they find out my address, I'm done. They're going to cancel us <laughs> on Twitter for hate speech, man. Yeah, when they find my address, I'm done. <laughs> oh, man. I definitely won't leak it on the Instagram page. No. <laughs> um, Caleb, it's, it seems to me like this guy uh, – kind of got buried because he, he didn't like to pass the puck. He was he was a bit greedy. I'd like to see his shots on goal. He got uh, 25 goals, and even in his next season where his points halved, I mean, he still got 12 goals, and he only got nine assists. Usually right, assists man. come pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, he was – who knows, maybe he was a bit of a puck hog. I mean, I wish I could have watched all these guys play. I yeah, me too. Myself. Yeah, but, I mean, we just got to go by the stats at this point. That's all that's left, unless you got some Tony White footage on the, some VHS tapes you want to break out or something. Man. man, I'll go down the rabbit hole. I'll be the only one in history to look for Tony White footage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Is he in the Newfoundland? Is he in the Hockey Hall of Fame for Newfoundlanders? It didn't say, but I mean, I would assume he wouldn't. Um, he would be like, yeah. I mean, any, any Newfoundlander that probably made the NHL or any professional league probably got into the Hall of Fame here. Yeah, man. I just didn't say it didn't show where year he was inducted or anything like I've seen from previous players. Yeah. Do you oh, know yeah. if he did anything uh, in hockey related after his career? Nope, didn't say much. I mean, it's harder to find stuff about these older guys. I mean, like, I can find some more recent, like Jason Morgan, he was a more recent player, and I found a shit ton about him. But, yeah. like, these older guys, there's really limited info on them. I, I hope, hopefully for the Instagram post, you can take out some stuff that I didn't cover. Yeah, I'll try to dig some stuff up for that. Yeah, man, kind of see why you got buried in the minors after that 25-goal season. Yeah, that's crazy. Absolutely fucking buried, man. Well, they definitely well, gave him his chance, but then he just didn't live up. And I guess they, that's right. I don't know. That's a shit team. That was a shit Washington team, though. I'm surprised they uh, they didn't say, fuck it, man. Just put him on the third or fourth line. If he wants to hog the puck down there, man, no big deal. Or I guess it is a big deal. They're probably worried about their plus minus down there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, interesting player, man. You could, there's a lot to assume here. I wish we had a bit more info on him. Yes, man. Maybe Tony White. Maybe we, maybe we can dig up a bunch of information and go interview one on one with all these Newfoundlanders and make a big documentary series like a yeah maybe Leafs all or nothing. Maybe someday uh, somebody on this podcast will write a book about uh, um, about all these Newfoundlanders. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I am. I'm planning it. <laughs> hey, you got the writing process started. Yeah, well, Caleb, I'm literally robbing all this information. Yeah, honestly, Caleb, I'm taking this all this info to the bank, and I'm gonna make millions. And You're fucked. Your name's not even gonna pop up on it, dude. If you can make millions off a book of new Fiaki players, then props to you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. We can, buddy. We can, can make a dollar. We can we'll sell five hundred thousand copies alone in Germany. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. Guarantee it, buddy. And then we'll yeah. sell like three here. We'll we'll have like. 13 books sent to chapters on Kemet Road or something. Well, geez, geez, man. If you can literally publish a book and it's basically a New York Times bestseller because every goddamn book I see is <laughs> I think they sell those labels, man. There's no way every single book that comes out is a New York yeah. best time seller. We'll just put that on there anyways. They won't care. Honestly, yeah. I'm just going to make my fucking St. John's best time seller or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> Newfoundland Herald. <laughs> <laughs> Newfoundland Herald stamp approval. <laughs> Telegram. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, man, thanks for the information. On, thanks uh, for stopping by, Tony. Always a pleasure, and uh, quite coincidental that you had that North Stars jersey on. That's awesome. Uh, you yeah, got to get one foot on the back of it, man. Yeah, I got to rip the Hextall 22 off it. What number did he wear? Uh, he wore number... In Washington, uh, on that card you got. I think it, I'm trying to pick it in our sleeves. I think it says 23. 23. I'll, oh, geez, that's not bad. I don't even have to get rid of two of the numbers, just one of them. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right man Perfect. thanks for stopping by we'll see you next week no always a pleasure see you boys all right see ya hey folks thanks for sticking with us through the news and the nhl new for the week um now we'll get into our top 10 uh contenders for the stanley cup this year um so, Steve, uh, I guess we'll go 10 as the least likely to win the cup and number one as the most likely to win the cup. Yes, uh, on the list. So, 10 is not a bad spot to be in either. No. God, no. no. That's still 
fucking 21 spots better, better than Arizona. Arizona. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any runners up that's not on your list? I do. Um, I have two. Um, Washington and Boston. Oh. They never I made the like list. It. Yeah. Uh, I just got one. So if it was 11, I would have had New York Islanders at 11. Um, but I don't have them there. So go fuck yourself. Islanders. Yeah, go fuck yourself, um, Islanders fans. Geez, Philadelphia now, Islanders. They're taking a beat in Columbus. Fuck. They're going to hate us. Well, who's not taking a beat uh, this episode? Steve, who do you got at number 10? I got the good old Calgary Flames. Decent. And there's a reason I put them here. Um, I got a few notes written down here I'm going to talk about. Um, I said, with Sutter behind the bench, uh, Calgary's kind of adapted to a new style of game. Um, Previous coaches, they came in, they had Monaghan, Lindholm, Backlund, Gaudreau. They had guys, Kachuk, who were obviously offensively talented. And it never really worked out for them in the long run. But with Sutter, they're kind of playing a new game style. They're playing a little bit more defensive. Um, I wrote down, they don't rely on outscoring you. They rely on solid defensive uh, play and great passes up the ice to generate chances on the rush. And that's what they're starting to do. And, you know, it's working for them so far this year. And I think um, Gaudreau's uh, having a really good year. And the f- full forward group uh, is playing well. And uh, defensively, uh, losing their captain, I mean, it had they haven't really missed a beat. Uh, they're doing fine with that. Um Although I, uh, I wrote down, it wouldn't hurt to add um, some experience at the deadline to sure up that group. You know, maybe you give up a second round pick if you're in a good position, something like that. Uh, and you look to add because I think any team on this list should be looking to add because you always want to improve your chances uh, if you're playing so well. And for goaltending, I think they're fine too. I think Maxstrom is one of the better goalies in the league. And Dan Vladar, you know, for, for a goalie who's making 800K or whatever for two more years, I mean, he's playing well too. Um, but for uh, a reason why they are tenth and they're not higher would be their consistency. I think the big problem with Calgary has always been their consistency. Um, they don't follow it up um, long enough to do well, and certainly in the playoffs, they haven't done enough to uh, prove that they're a contender. But I think they're getting there, and I think with this new style of play, I think this is where they're going to succeed, and I can see them going on a run, and that's why they're ten. Sorry yeah, for the ramble. That was a little bit no, long. No worries, man. Um, I'm not going to lie and say that I have them on my list because I don't. But uh, I could see why you make an argument for them. Like, Markstrom is fucking playing lights out this season. Most shutouts of any goalie. A new style uh, so of play, far. too. So And they got they got a great uh, first line. Lindholm mm-hmm. and Goudreau is playing really well. Uh, Kachuk is up on that line. Or is it Manjapani? I'm not sure. Mangiapane is a really good forward too. That uh, yeah, he's he's really out. underrated. Um, people didn't give him the yeah. credit. He scored a sick goal the other night where he had to yeah. stretch out his his right foot to stop a puck from going past, and then just um snapped it in from one knee, which looked really good. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, their defense is a bit weak. I mean, losing Giordano really hurt them defensively. I think because now it's instead of him putting a lot of work on himself, they kind of gotta spare out the minutes a bit more. So it's more of like a I don't know, a, uh, a team I think, kind of effort to play defense instead of just having a horse back there. And that's why I said, you know, added experience piece at the deadline. Uh, I was referring to a defenseman most likely. Um, yeah. I think it would be a pretty good idea for them to give up a second-round pick and get a guy who is like second to third pair defensively and can eat up some penalty kill minutes, stuff like that, right? Especially when it comes playoff time. 
and like like I said, this new coaching style, I think sometimes when you have a team that's been on the edge of being in the playoffs and outside the playoffs in, um, I think a new coaching style could really make it go well or really make it go bad. So I think it's a risk, and I think it worked out with Sutter so far. Yeah, and a lot of people were saying that Goudreau never really adapted to the coaches in the past and kind of just did whatever he wanted and played his game. And yeah. I mean, it worked out sometimes when they got when he got 99 points and they were second in or second in their division or whatever. But um, uh, but in recent years, it hasn't worked out for Calgary. So uh, Sutter's really made Goudreau buy in. The only person that I think still hasn't bought in all the way is uh, Monaghan. He's still kind of doing his own thing out there and uh, he's losing a lot of ice time because of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's second line now and Lindholm has replaced him on the first line. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, if he buys in, uh, good. But if not, they're still a great team anyway. Yeah, uh, he's if if I look at a guy who could be moved, unfortunately, I think Monahan's a guy who would probably be on his way out next year too. See, that's not bad right now because you'd have Backlund that can still play second line. But in the future, then you'd have to go out and find another second line center. And I and guess they Connor Zary, he's a young guy coming up. He's not going to fill that role quickly, but over the course of four to five years, he could. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, maybe then you look to move Monahan, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah he's definitely we'll a piece you could move. Yeah. Uh, Who do you have at 10? I got Colorado Avalanche, which uh, is probably pretty controversial just because I don't know. They're probably up there for probably the best odds to win the cup this year, but um, they've had a bit of bad luck with players out. I mean, McKinnon's been, uh, was out at the beginning of the season. Now he's out again. Uh, I think they have a great forward core to win the cup, but I think their defense are still a bit young and inexperienced. Um, they got a lot of young pieces like Byram and Kale McCarr that really haven't gone far in the playoffs. So, um, And people obviously like Devontae's and stuff, and the two Johnsons back there really haven't had a lot of playoff experience. But uh, um, I don't know. I also think they're lacking a bit in goaltending. They don't have that number one goalie that's usually necessary to win a cup. Uh, Embers like, that's been on the edge. Lengthy. Well, Kemper has been on the edge of playing well and playing bad. Yeah, but he's really like, I don't know. I can see him getting injured this season too. And then they just, they're going to have no deep or goaltending again. Like, like they had a couple of years ago in the playoffs. When Hodgson was I still early. don't think Francis is back. Is no, he? he's injured. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know. That's, that's not a number one goalie. I think that's necessary to win the cup. Um, but, I don't know. I think they got the full record to do it if McKinnon comes back and starts lighting it up uh, and that whole first line uh, uh, does a lot better. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. They just got a really young team right now, so I think it could still take maybe two or three years until they start seeing playoff success. Yeah, so I right agree with you. Yeah, yeah um, they got some players like um, they got a few older players, but, you know, they're losing some guys. They lost Don Scoy, um to Seattle and, you yeah. know, they 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 gave up Graves um in a trade I believe, and um they gave up Connor Timmons is another good defenseman he went to Arizona, yeah um, but those are two young defensemen I think you got to bring two. in a bit of depth to uh... yeah they do and they need to sign guys like that I don't think they did a good enough job of that this summer I think they could have brought in some better depth than what they did I guess there's cap restrictions and everything that goes along with it they had to sign their yeah. cap into the big deal. But I think they lost some pieces too, and I don't think they're going to be as highly thought of as last year. So I think you're right when in that regard. And um, excuse me, I got the fucking. I was going to sneeze, but I never. Um, 
I think uh, goaltenders too, like it's a bit risky to have Francis there and Kemper. I think you need to bring in a guy who can, you know, uh, sub in if somebody's hurt. Uh, I don't know who you bring in. Tuka Rask could be a guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Uh, if he's willing to go, if he's willing to go. Um, But I think they just need a little bit more insurance in the net because you don't want to end up with Michael Hutchinson like you did the other year. Even though no, he's only even but... worse than that, it was uh, it was uh, Buddy's name. Jeez, uh, they got that's with an M or an H or something like that. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Miska. But, yeah, Miska. That's who yeah. it was too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were playing him in the playoffs, and I mean, good for Miska. He's he's probably a great goalie to make it to that level, but not what you want in Stanley Cup Finals. No, not the finals. Uh, com- the Are they, finals. Uh, just Stanley Cup playoffs. Sorry, in yeah. general. Yeah. Who do you have at number nine? I got the old Minnesota Wild at number nine. Now, this might be a little bias because everybody knows I'm a Wild fan, but uh, I'm going to say it right now. I think the Wild have one of the best defensive games in the league. Um, they give you nothing. They give you nothing in the zone. And the way they transition the puck up the ice, too, you come in their zone. If you dump the puck in, they grab it. It's up to the winger. It's out. It's as quick as that, man. They draw it up so quick. They do it the, very efficiently. I think Dean Evanson's a very um, underlooked coach. I think he should be in the running, the running for Jack Adams because he's that good of a coach, and nobody really talks about him uh, as much as they should. Um, he completely changed his team uh, from being a mediocre team to a somewhat not mediocre team. <laughs> and a, an above average team. <laughs> They're above average is what they are. And, uh, you know, um, they don't need superstars to win a game. They, they know how to play uh, the greasy way. They can win in several different ways. Um, although, uh, the, the, enough talking good about them. They're not the best team in the league. They're ninth in my contender list. There, there are some issues there. And I think the issues um, is what you would run into in the second or third round of the playoffs when you couldn't possibly meet a team. Um, I'm, I know Carolina and Tampa Bay is not in their division, but for an example, I would say, let's say they ran into a team like Carolina, even if it was conference finals, you're not going to – Carolina is going to score on you no matter how good you are defensively. It's just inevitable. So um, if they don't have enough firepower to counteract the scoring, I think that's where Minnesota loses. I think Caprizo was really good, and they got Zuccarello and Fiala, but I think they need some center depth. The center depth is so weak there. Eric's next good um, center. He's playing first line. He's not a first line center. He's second line center um, on a good day. Yeah, I agree. So, and I was going to say, I think they have good uh, winger depth. I think their wingers all the way down are respected and uh, are in the right places. But um, where it burns them is the center depth because, uh, like, there was a matter of like two years there where they went from having like Stahl, Koivu, um, even like Johansson, and, and now they just are left with Eric Sinek. And I guess are waiting for like Marco Rossi to come up and uh, make his impact on the team. But yeah, I still think they're a bit shaky in their goaltending, which you're probably going to hate me because you're Cam Talbot, <laughs> freaking number one fan. You probably drive the fan bus behind the Minnesota bus <laughs> yeah. when you go to away games. But um, I think they're still, I don't know, they still don't have a, a number one. I think they got a good 50 50 or like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think Kakinen is going to be the number one there in a couple of years. 
Um, oh, but I do agree with you. I think they're one of the better defensive teams. I think their team, their forwards are great at playing defense, and they probably got one of the best defense cores, too, in the league. Yeah, I agree with you on some aspects of that statement. Obviously, <laughs> I think Cam Talbot's number one goalie. Um, the numbers I mean, show well, up, but, you know, that's not... <laughs> He's over 20 right now, I think. I think he had, like, one bad game. That That's really bringing it down. He's 8-3 and three so far, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, he's he's obviously not on the same level as a um, Vasilevsky or a Fleury or any of those names, but I think he's a serviceable starting goalie. I think that's a good way to put it uh, for yeah, most of the year. But, yeah, like you said, he's not going to win you a series by himself. Either. Yeah, I can't believe he didn't find a start in the league uh, before now, really. He kind of mm-hmm. had his chance there and uh, – in Edmonton for a while, but I don't know. The fans just hate every single goaltender that comes through Edmonton. So. Yeah, they're good at doing that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, who do you have at nine? I got the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, I think they right. look really good without their star players. I mean, they're missing Crosby, Malkin, um, Brian Ross. They were missing for a while. Jake Gensel was out with COVID. Jeff Carter's now out. Like, and they still look de- like a decent team, right? Um. So I don't think they're. Uh, I don't know. They're terrible without their bad players, so I can't imagine them being bad when they when those players come back. Um, the thing is, like, uh, I love Jari, but I don't know if he's uh, ready to take them to the cup yet. Uh, I mean, I guess he was back up for, what, Matt Murray, like, three years ago, but uh, or even more than that. Uh, I think their defense needs a bit of work. They still got some guys playing defense some nights where I'm like, I don't even know who this guy is. Rue Weedle. Uh, yeah. No, he came from Anaheim. I know Rue Weedle. He's a fucking beauty. But um, there's a, a couple players, like, I don't know, just that they're bringing up from the AHL that I've never heard before. It's kind of just like they're a bit shaky on their defense. Um, they got a lot of forwards like that, too, that you don't really hear of. But Pittsburgh they got a, kind of a skill. They got a good oh. young guy, um, Drew O'Connor. Yeah. I never knew him coming up, but he, he's 23 now, isn't it? Yeah, Pittsburgh seemed to find his late draft picks that end up being serviceable middle middle six guys. Yeah. Well, even Gensel, I never I never heard of Gensel until he started playing. Yeah, he's a good pick. Brian Rust, he flew out under the radar. They got a lot of players like that. They just even Connor Sherry they brought up. Yeah, Connor Sherry, he's gone now. Where is he too? He's in Washington. 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 Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I don't know. Pittsburgh still got the pieces there to win the cup and i think they will take a couple more stabs at it before they start tearing it down um but i don't know that's why they're at nine they're they're obviously a cup contender because you never bet against crosby um but they do have like bad problems with depth and even when they get out of this like playoff run uh they don't have any young prospects coming up so i don't know yeah i I guess that's not a problem for winning a cup but um, I think you're right. Of, like they don't have a lot of depth coming up to like feed this system. It, it kind of ends with like the Crosby generation. I think it's going to die out eventually. I mean, yeah. you're gonna once Crosby and them go, you're they're bottom of the barrel. It's just simple fucking math statistics with any NHL team when you don't draft. I said statistics. I had a stroke when I said that. Forget that right? I said that. Um, Nobody knows what you meant. It's uh it's just inevitable, pretty much after being good for so long. And I think you're right exactly uh, everything you said. But I think they're not going to be able to get that depth because they have guys like Matheson signed to like four and a half mil for the next five years or something. And I didn't think got... that was bad when they signed it, but it's getting worse over time. 
Yeah, and then you got a guy like he's Zucker. not moving up the depth chart very quick, and he's not looking very offensive either. So it's just not looking good yeah. over time. Yeah, and Zucker signed to like a big deal, like five and a half. And they signed now. a uh, right-handed shot. Jam out of college. Who? They got John Marino. Yeah, Marino. They signed him like, like after twenty-four games to a pretty big ticket too. And uh, they also have Marcus Pedersen signed for like four and a half mil. He's not a defense. So they like they got him a lot of money invested in guys like uh, throughout the lineup. And it seems like they still don't have much depth after investing all that money. So yeah, I think they have a good team though. And with with the players they have in their top six, I mean they could obviously make a run any year. Yeah, they they just got a sneaky team, and I never bet against Pittsburgh. No, yeah, you're yeah. right. Even even with all their star players gone, they still look like they're they're not in a bad place right now for who they have out. So I don't know. I figured I'd put them at nine. I couldn't really put them justify putting it any higher than that. So yeah, I think that's a good uh, place to put them. There are there are almost there for me. I was really thinking about it, but I was like, I don't see the depth, and that's what kind of yeah, got me. I know, and injuries too. So. I feel like they could get they get injured so easy, so they could get yeah. Into the it playoffs. seems like they always have players out, man. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Malkin was never really like an eighty-two game player, and neither was Crosby. So as they get Malkin, older now, that's Malkin's, Malkin's not a forty-game player. Man. What? Malkin's not a forty-game player, man. He's like a twenty-game <laughs> player. He, but he's had some full seasons, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh. They'll do all right, I think. I think you're. I think you get. You're correct in putting him in that place. And I don't know. We'll see. Yep. Only time will tell. But you have it eight. I got uh, Colorado team. You nice. had. Uh, I I I don't think they're as good as last year, and uh, you know that's kind of what you said. I still think they have a deep enough team for a run. Um, I like their depth in some areas, but. Uh, if they have to hold on and win some series, I think it just lies on McKinnon and the top guys. And I think eventually, like, they had to carry the team because um, I think their team's too young, and I, I don't think they have the best depth in the league to be able to win a series if the top guys aren't hot. And uh, the goaltending, like you said, is a bit uh, suspect. Like, you don't know if it's going to hold up, and if there's an injury there, it could be – like the fucking wheels could fall off the bus. Yeah, so. one injury could honestly take this team out uh, from underneath their legs. Yeah, so I don't really have much to add to what you said other than, well, I don't have anything to add. I'm pretty much the same <laughs> uh, <laughs> results there. So I don't know if you have anything else to say on the Avalanche at eight, not really. or No, a good spot for them. I mean, the difference between 10 and eight is literally like two or three wins in, you know, April or march so yeah. it's uh it's really a toss-up at this point anyway um yeah but yeah they're definitely gonna make a stab at the a cup run I, they're not doing too hot now i think they're like they're 25th or something in the overall standing so not bad but they've also a lot of teams have had games on them and they haven't been playing with uh with um their best player for a lot of games so yeah they'll uh, figure we'll it out for sure uh, who um, do you have at number eight, I got the Washington Capitals. Um, Ovi's going to single-handedly bring them to the promised land. Um, <laughs> I, I, they have two solid goalies in Vanisek and in uh, Simsonov, so there's not a problem back there. I think if they split that 50-50 and just play the hot goalie, I think they'll do all right. 
Uh, their defensive core is not bad. I mean, they've got some great pieces um, on the top end, like Orlov and Carlson, but then it really gets weak when you get down to the bottom six. Well, they have Nick um, Jensen. Yeah, they have Nick Jensen. I think he scored the other night, man. He came <laughs> from Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like Nick Jensen. I was happy. I was uh, sad to see him leave. Sorry, but happy to see he's doing good over there. Mm-hmm. Um, they got, I mean, they have a lethal power play and a great top six forwards. Uh, too bad Anthony Manta's out, but he should be back maybe in time for playoffs. I mean, he just went under Gon's shoulder surgery, so he's going to be out for a while. Uh, but maybe comes back from playoffs and helps out the uh, top six a bit. Uh, their depth is all right. They got a really defensively centered team around like Lars Eller and the rest of their bottom six. I think Lars Eller is underrated. I think he's actually a great forward. He plays on the power play, doesn't he? With uh, with Ovi, he just feeds Ovi. I'm not or sure if he does. Maybe that's a sure. five on five goal I've seen. I'm not sure, but yeah. I mean, and then they're playing with Nick Backstrom too. So Backstrom's going to come in and play that second line. Uh, Kuznetsov proven that he's a first liner. Um, Tom Wilson's there just to fuck shit up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much all he's there for. And, and his contract, some... his job total is like, you're not a forward, yeah. just fuck shit up. It, that's what they like, got wrote down on the paper. Like, don't touch the puck, dump and chase, and then injure as many people as possible in his contract. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what else to say. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think their forwards can do it. Um, their defense are a bit weak when it gets past like the third defenseman. And they got two solid goalies, so I think putting them at eight is is pretty fair. I know a lot of people got them probably higher than this, and some people might even have them off the list. Yeah, but, well, uh, I don't have them on my list. They were on over mention. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think. Um, uh, what do you have against Washington, or or what do you? I don't have uh, much against them. I just don't think they add. They they don't add, and I think they sit in the same position every year. Um, I don't know if it's a cap problem. Or if it's they don't have the pieces to get what they want, I just don't think that they uh, they don't make enough good positive changes every year. I mean, you got to bring in some players who are going to push you over the hump. I think. Yeah, every- I mean, I think that was a mistake trading away uh, Verona for Manta. I love yeah. Manta in Detroit. He was one of my favorite players when he was there, but he wasn't the quickest. He just had an unreal shot, and uh, I think Jakob Verona is just a speedier and smarter player. Yeah, I think so, too. I think he's a little bit better player than Manta. Um, yeah, Manta is kind of like an oversized and uh, way more, like, offensive talented Wilson. Like, I don't know, they kind of... He's like a little bit like better than Nick Ritchie. <laughs> Big mammal. <laughs> he's, he's Nick Ritchie's bigger brother. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I think they need to add. I think they need to find a way to bring in, bring in something, man, just to spark the team to go on a run. I think it's been the same team. Like, I bet you if you looked at Washington's roster the last couple of years, it's like, what the fuck is different here? The core has been the exact same except uh, the minus of Holtby. Yeah, I want to see them make a move. I want to see them um, do something to, you know, push them over the hump again. And Because I think if they added, like, let's say, uh, I know – cap and everything and what whatnot but look if they found a way in the world to had a guy like Tarasenko something like that well you know what if you put uh, Anthony Manta on long time long term IR you could free up a lot of cap I think he makes like six or seven million yeah just like I think they need to find a way to boost the team and you know make the team feel like you know we're adding players because we want to win like I think I it's just think a bit you, stale I don't think that's the play though because I think Tarasenko is just like a watered down OV they kind of do the same role 
Yeah, I know. I just use an example. A bit better, but I'm not really sure who to say. It was just an example, but I think they need to just uh, boost the boost the team up and say, "Look, here we're trying to win. Like we added these guys. Like let's give it our all. Just a little bit of a, you know, it's getting a bit stale on Washington. I think. I think that's the reason that I never had them on my list. Yeah, no, I can see that they they don't really shake things up. Uh, I think they're a bit smart for that though because they know what works. They've been yeah consistently making the playoffs since like 2012 so i think they found their winning formula it's just backstrom plus ov plus carlson and then like decent goaltending um, yeah yeah i think but you're yeah. right but so yeah, if it ain't broke don't fix it i think is their motto but yeah and they tried to shake things up bringing up uh mantha but yeah he's out again now so yeah that's true when they get backstrom back uh i think they'll be uh they'll be a bit better yeah, I think they're doing fine anyways, honestly, I think. For sure. Always playing like he's fucking 24. <laughs> Always playing like he's never won a cup. He wants he wants another one real bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you got it at seven. I got the Oilers at seven. Nice. Um, I wrote down, I think Edmonton is the best team offensively in the league. I don't think anybody matches. They got the number one power play in the league. You I can't. Don't, you I don't can't think... do better than Edmonton. I don't think any team can outscore them, but uh, I think there's teams that can uh, stop them in the playoffs. I don't think they're they're not as effective offensively in the playoffs. It's a completely different game. Um, I think their defensive core is fine, but I don't think it's good enough to win. Uh, I think their goaltending is not near the level it needs to be. I know Koskinen's playing well. It's just a streak. Let's be honest. Um, over the years, he hasn't shown himself to be a good enough goalie to bring a team to the finals and with Mike Smith only playing a handful of games this year because of an injury. Yeah. It's evident they need to add a goalie and I think they need to upgrade their defense if they want to uh, win a cup. I think bringing in a guy like Duncan Keith's just not going to put you over the hump defensively. Like he's not even that good of a defensive defenseman anymore. I just, he just makes a little too many mistakes. I think you need to bring in a guy who resembles, um, the play style of a Colton Pareko, somebody like that. Not that player necessarily, because he's obviously not leaving. But, you know, somebody, uh, Jacob Slavin, someone, one of those guys. that uh, You need a guy who's going to sit back, who's going to slow the game down, and then uh, make great plays. Because yeah, I they think don't have... lose too much value bringing in those guys. I think their their value is pretty high. So Yeah, I'm talking about a guy who can play that similar style, right? You know, even who plays like a Josh Morse, somebody who can just sit back. I know Darnell Nurse is good. I know they got some good defensemen. But I think they need a little bit more, uh, you know. Um, who was the guy inducted into the Hall of Fame from Edmonton? <laughs> Kevin Lowe. Kevin Lowe. Perfect example, man. Six Stanley Cups. Um, the the hot pick was Paul Coffey because he was doing the – he was getting the points. He was playing the, that style. But they also had Kevin Lowe, man. I mean, he was the guy who just sat back and made the great plays. I think Edmonton needs that if they want to win. And I think they need better goaltending. And they can't yeah, outscore in the playoffs. They can't even score teams in the playoffs. Not gonna work. They they're just too tired, man. Because their two uh, best players are putting up fucking four points every night in the regular oh. season, trying to go break yeah. records. So although uh, I do the like their forward depth, comes. I do like their forward depth. I think they made really good strides in that direction this year. Their forward depth. I I don't mind it. It uh, I think it could be better, but you can't complain when you got like when you're paying like Dry Settle and McDavid that kind of money. You got to take some hits somewhere. You can't. Vogel's been a good ad. Oh yeah, that's right. Vogel's doing all right. And right. Uh, you got guys like Nuge, and then you got uh, Yamamoto, and 
who do they have in their bottom six, man? Bulger Harvey, they got Hyman. That rounds yeah. out the top six. Yeah, and I think they got gets... like I think they're kind of counting on that Ty Ratty guy to come in and be a force, but I think he's still in the AHL. They got um Ryan McLeod. Yeah, they got him. They got uh I think they Lavoie. got some good depth there. I do. I think they got good depth coming, but I don't they got know. Derek they Ryan. He wins a lot of faceoffs. Yeah, he's he does. a good faceoff guy. Yeah, so he I think they're fine Calgary, offensively. Yeah, they don't need anybody else up front. I think they need to focus on maybe getting a defenseman and a goaltender deadline. And then if they do that, I mean, it's McDavid. He could win a cup. <laughs> they already tried, though. They traded away fucking Taylor Hall for Adam Larson. They've, yeah, they've well, tried Jesus Christ, man. That, that was before. Shirelli. That was Shirelli, man. They got Broberg and Bouchard, and they're the future. But the thing is, they're the future. They're not right now. McDavid wants to yeah. win now. So. I would say. Yeah, that's my seven. Um, do you have anything to add to Edmonton? I'll get to Edmonton a bit later. All right. Uh, well, who's uh, who's on seven for you? I got Boston Bruins at uh, number seven for me. I think they got the the best line in hockey right now with Pasta Bergeron and uh, Marchand. Uh, I think what they're missing right now is a second-line center. It's the same thing they were missing in the preseason. Um, I mean, to go deep in the playoffs, you need that one-two punch. You need, like, a great guy for offense and then, like, um, a guy that can still put up points, but can also play defensively. Uh, I think their decor is decent. Uh, I mean, I like their top uh, pairing with McAvoy and fuck, I can't remember. But um, but I think they do still need to work on their defensive core. They're like their fifth and sixth defenseman. I, do I they have Carlo they... on that top line. It might be Carlo. Jeez, I hate to do this. I got the uh, all the rosters wrote down here. Yeah, so on the top line of Boston is they got Forbert and McAvoy. So I know I thought that was better. Uh, so yeah, they got Forbert, they got Mike Riley, they got Grizzlick and Clifton. So that's their that's their two to six defensemen. So except for McAvoy, McAvoy and Carlo are the only really and Grizzlick, I guess, on the third pairing are the only ones that I would consider like service. They need to they like need to upgrade or D. Yeah, there's no doubt yeah, about 100%. that. hundred percent. And their goaltending is not the best. They got Swayman and Ulmer. Um, so I definitely think they could uh, – I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because we were talking earlier. Like, I don't know which one of those you'd send down or trade out or replace in any way. So they might have to just stick it out that, uh, like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Not the best defensive depth and not a number one starter. And they need a second-line center. So there's a lot of pieces missing. But if they can fill – even one one of those spots, preferably a, a second-line center, uh, I think they can make a deep push this year. I just don't think they're as big a threat as what they used to be anymore. Uh, Definitely not what they used to be because they used to have, like, Krug and Chara on the back end. Yeah, they're right? not uh, they're not as big as a threat as they used to be. I think it's simple as that. They lost some pieces, and they never brought back good enough pieces to make up for it. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, they're still, uh, they're still clipping at a decent pace this year. I think that the uh, – that first line in Boston is just lethal. So um, I think that single-handedly, I think if Hall starts chipping on a more offense, um, their, their forward depth is all right. I don't mind their forward depth. There's good defensive players in there. But I think it's just their defense. I think if they brought in a player, like you were saying, bringing in um, to Edmonton, I think they could go uh, pretty far. Yeah, I don't know who that player would be for these teams. But, you know, that's not our job. That's the GM's job. Exactly. Figure it the fuck out. <laughs> All good. Um, 
what else do I have here? Yeah, one of their one of their goalies just got to catch some steam. If Swayman or Olma, Olmer can get on a hot streak and just really like turn it on, um, I, I think they'll definitely make the playoffs and might even go a bit farther than people give them um, credit for. I think they do need to bring someone in on the deadline though if they want to make this push. So they kind of got a decision to make. They they're at a fork in the road. They could either say, "Ah, oh, this isn't our year. We'll take a step back and then rebuild for next year, or just build it back up next year." Or they can go flat out and just say, "Fuck it, let's try to win a, another cup." Yeah, um, I think they need to find a way to add some more pieces. Like you said, I don't think they have enough. So we'll- yeah, I don't think they're ready, and that's why they're not in the top five. I think everybody in my top five is ready to win. Everybody six to ten, I think, needs to either add something or um turn it on yeah i think you're right who do you got at uh six i had the team that i actually picked to win the stanley cup uh i know it's it's not this is not a list who who i think is going to win the cup is just contenders so i think they can still win a cup at six and that's toronto maple leafs uh, that's a fucking joke uh somebody's gonna quote me on that and i'm gonna look stupid but uh they're in I mean, there for me too man uh, they're still they're still coming on this for me. How do they not contend? I mean, with players like that, you should once they break that hump. I have wrote down here once they break round one, they're gone flying. I think once they finally break that fucking seal, man, that's just been keeping them in round one year after year after year after year after year. Once they finally get through that, man, and they win that game six, they win that game seven, whatever it takes, even if they swept somebody in four games. I think once they move past that first round, I think they're gone flying. I think it's going to be straight to the fucking finals. I think the momentum and the buzz that's going to be in Toronto is just going to, like, push them over the edge. I think Camel's going to play red hot. Um, and I, I I like their forward group uh, because, you know, they do pay guys a lot of money. But, you know, right now, uh, slow start to the year. They're picking it up. They're scoring. I mean, they're, they're winning a lot. Uh, lately, they're starting to go on a few streaks. And uh, – what else do I have here? I like the I like the goaltending. Um, I like Campbell. I like Mrazic. The only thing is uh, is Mrazic's health. Like he needs to be healthy. If he's on the edge of being injured, um, time to trade deadline. I would like to see him go out and acquire some depth there. And uh, I'd like to see him add an experienced defenseman uh, at the deadline too to probably kill some big penalties in the playoffs. Somebody like Zach Bogosian did from last year. A guy like that, he left, obviously, went back to Tampa. But Bogosian played really well. Like, he played some big minutes there and some tough minutes for Toronto when they needed him. Uh, so, maybe they find a guy like that uh, at the deadline for, like, a fourth-round pick and, like, a shitty prospect or something. And that's all I had to say. At least you can win a cup. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. As much as people shit on the defense, look, on paper it doesn't look bad. But I don't know. They just can't uh... – they can't get it done. It's not bad on paper, though. I don't mind it. I don't mind their deep, their um, forward depth this year either. Um, I, I think Mikheyev is still injured, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once he comes back, he'll fill a role probably in that top six. Um, Bunting, I don't think, slipped up to the expectations he had coming well, from Arizona. He's playing well. He's playing well, man. <laughs> uh, Nick Ritchie was pegged in on the first line. Oh, he's fucking were, garbage. I, I think they were right to send him fucking what down to the fourth. Hopefully, I uh, I don't like Nick Ritchie. I I don't like him. I I think he was a bad ad. Honestly, he's too slow to play that style yeah. of game they play. 
Yeah, exactly. They're they're a running gun team, so he doesn't fit in uh, in this at all. I think Not Simmons and Spets are good on the bottom six. I like that. Um, who's Lilligren is up now playing? Yeah, Lilligren's been probably one of their most steady defensemen in the last he, eight he or looks nine games. Good, man. He's he's really tall and just. I don't know, smooth out there. So. He's not getting the points, but he's making the great plays. He's not making any mistakes. And, you know, that's the difference between keeping him in the lineup and scratching him. He doesn't make the mistakes. That's what you I need have... to do as an NHL defenseman. Who cares yeah. if you get all these points if you don't make mistakes and give the team a better chance at winning and keep pucks out of your own zone? Uh, you're going to stay around for a long time. Yeah, so he's doing that, and I think this is finally his year where he carves out an NHL role. And uh, I think he pushes Dermot out. Actually, yeah, if they can make him like I don't know available for trade and get something back, that would be uh, that would be decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, anyways, that's my uh, number six. Who do you have? Yeah, I'll touch on Toronto a bit later. Uh, because pointing <laughs> at that, I that I might happen later on. Uh, I got Edmonton, so your six, your seven is my six. Okay, uh, best best one two center punch in the league. I don't think anybody's gonna argue that, and I'd even make the argument that it's the best in the last 35 years. Um, since Gretzky and Messier, honestly. Yeah, I mean... I don't know who's been better in the last 35 years than... Malkin and Crosby. That's true, yeah. You might have me. You might have me fucking uh, handcuffed already. But uh, I'm still going to make the argument. I don't think... I I mean, Crosby and uh, Malkin do good when one is out. I mean, one lights it up. Like, they're really clutch on their own. But I don't know. Crosby or uh, Leon and... Connor just works so well together. And where Drysaddle lacks in speed, Connor McDavid has it, where McDavid lacks in like yeah. one timers and a powerful shot and like net front presence. Leon Drysaddle got it. So I think they're perfectly complementary. So in my mind, the best one two punch in the last 35 years. Their defense is well balanced. I mean, it could be better, obviously. I don't think you have to bring in a piece because you got Nurse and Barry. So if you bring in another piece, you're kind of pushing either unless you pick up like, I, I don't know, like a, I don't know. I don't even Esselindel know. Esselindel from, Esselindel from Dallas. They won't Good trade defensive him. He's their, dude, he's in their top, uh, top two. He's on the same line with high skin. And so they'll get him for a fourth rounder. Probably <laughs> you'd have to trade away one of your like a prospects on. Uh, oh yeah. Team. Oh Yeah. No, I don't think uh, I don't think their depth is bad at all this year. I think this is one of the better years that they've had forward depth. They've guys got they brought in guys like Hyman Fogel, like you said. Uh, Yamamoto's not playing the best. Uh, Pulja Harvey's turning it on. Derek Ryan wins faceoffs. Uh, Ryan McLeod's in now, uh, and he's doing all right. Uh, Nurse and Barry are your cornerstones on defense, and then after that, it gets a bit weak. Cody Cece's actually been surprising me a bit. I don't think CC's <laughs> playing bad. I forgot he, he was, existed. But he was shitting Toronto and he was shitting Ottawa, but he's not playing bad on this Ottawa team. He played in Pittsburgh, um, too, for a year. Did he? Yeah. After Toronto, he went to Pittsburgh. I for forgot a year. he was alive, too, until this season. I actually see yeah. him on the uh, box scores a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think Broberg, when he comes in, uh, this defense is going to look a lot better with Bouchard and Broberg, uh, for sure. The, the one hit – I. I don't think their forward or defense is bad at all. I think their one hit is their uh, their goaltending, though. I think they desperately need a number one, or at least someone that can come in and play seventy five percent of games, and then either Smith or Koskin and take over the the last twenty five. I, I thought know. they were going to sign Holtby this offseason. That wouldn't have been a bad bad 
thing because they play a similar game to Washington, I guess, less defensive, but the same like kind of like um, offensive game. And they they're obviously just take advantage of like power plays a lot like Washington. So that could have worked. I could have seen, but I don't know. I don't know who you'd have to bring in, but they're going to be looking for one at the deadline. I know. I know that if they want to win the cup this year. Yeah. They got, gonna, they got to in the minors right now, and he plays a bit. He's he not good enough ready. to back up a team yet. Or, no, he doesn't look ready yet. Yeah. Well, yeah, so that's my two cents on the uh, on the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, and I already gave my two cents, so we'll move on. For sure. Uh, did we talk about five yet? No. Yeah, it's your five right now. St. Louis. Not I bad, have uh, I have them right in the middle. I uh, – I don't think they're the most complete team, but I think they have a smart uh, and defensive team. I think they're good at defense. I think they're good at offense. Um, I'd, I'd like to see them add a really good backup option in net because their backup is Billy Huso right now. Um, he's good. I don't mind him. He's good, but I don't think he's – I'd like to see a solid veteran there. Well, when you get in the playoffs, you're usually only playing one goalie anyway. Yeah, depends on injuries too, right? That's the only thing I look at. Yeah, that's true. I'd like I'd much rather down. I'd much rather go into the playoffs with a goaltender who has playoff experience as my backup rather than somebody who's only played 20 or 30 NHL games. Anyways, because that could ruin your season, man. That's why I look at that. And uh yeah, I don't think they're complete, but I I think they're good in enough areas to you know, some nights are better offensively than defensively. Some nights are better defensively than offensively. I think they fluctuate um, in that sense. And I think they have great leadership and uh, some underrated scores and David Perron and, uh, you know, James Neal's there too now. I mean, he's no superstar, but I mean, he's, they're getting his money, uh, their money's worth from Neal, I guess. And, I don't know how you could, he's only getting like 700,000. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they're finding ways to, stay relevant and stay in the haunt. So I think uh, at five, I think that's a reasonable spot because they could uh, go on a run any year. It's just one of those teams, but I don't really have much notes on them. So I just think they're a competitive team. I don't have them on my list just because uh, I don't know. They're a bit Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas haven't formed into like the second line center that they need to be yet. So they're really only just running with Ryan O'Reilly at uh, at the first line, he's probably one of the better first line centers in the league for like offensive and defensive. Like, I don't know a better one that, uh, I don't know about a two way center. Well, obviously, I do like Bergeron and then, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know what I mean? He's, like, good. he's just a great, he's just a great two way player. Um, the fact that there's, I don't know, I thought uh, Tarasenko wanted to stay around, but Tarasenko still wants to leave, uh, which kind of sucks. Um, Schwartz has gone to Seattle. Piran is good. He started hot, but he's starting to slow down now. Um, I think Huso's a good backup. Uh, and I think St. Louis is one of the better defensive teams in the league. So I could see having him at five. I didn't have him on my list, like I said, just because I've seen some teams um, a bit over them. But they're doing good right now, and they could definitely get in there. But I don't see them really as a team that uh, that goes far. I think, they're over, I think they're past their prime now. I think they're their chance to win it was like 2014 and then they probably won it in 2019. So I don't think they get back to that. Yeah. Well, time will tell, I guess. Yeah. Who did, uh, who do you have? I had your Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, let's hear why. At, at number five. 
I think they got probably one of the best top six forwards in the league. Um, I think when Mikheyev comes back, it'll only add to that. They got to get, I don't know, bunting out of the top six and let him just do fuck around on the bottom six for a while. Fuck, man. He he's a good – he's not that bad. He scored last night, sure. I don't think he's top six, though, man. Not on he's, that he's, team. He could be top six on Arizona. He's complimentary. He's got he's got a few points, man. All right. He's well, got, still early in the season. I, I I don't actually don't mind Toronto's depth. Like I was saying earlier, I like Spets. I like Simmons. I like um, Kerfoot. And, I think Kerfoot's good. really good. Kerfoot's, Kerfoot's a good penalty killer. Yeah. He's probably a trading asset they're looking at moving. I hope they don't because I like Kerfoot. He's got uh, um, 10 points in 15 games. Wow. I didn't know that. Let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think their young defenseman got to pick it up. I think Lilligren and Sandine is a good pairing on the six. Mm-hmm. Um, on the uh, third line, sorry. Um, but, yeah, I think they just got to come up and prove that they want their spot and just play better than Dermott and Justin Hall. And then, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't mind Toronto's team. You pretty much said it all. I think Jack Campbell looks sick. Uh, I thought Mrazek was going to be the starter, but Jack Campbell is obviously the starter on this team. So hopefully he yeah. can stay healthy and stay motivated for a whole 82 games, and they'll definitely get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I hope they make a deep run. You said earlier, like, what if, like Toronto sweeps a team. Like, Toronto sweeps a team in the fourth round or in the first round. I, I think they'll just have a parade, and then they'll, like, focus on, like, getting a Stanley Cup parade later if they even get that far, but – I think that would be like the biggest celebration in Toronto since uh, the Raptors won. Since the Raptors won, yeah, yeah, if even bigger than that. It'd probably be bigger. It would be bigger than Raptors. Honestly, probably bigger if they, they win. If they sweep the team, imagine if they had to play a team like Tampa Bay in the first round or something. Oh, oh they're like they two and three in Atlantic. Bay. If it was like two and three in Atlantic, and they played Tampa Bay, and they had home ice or something like. Imagine man. they swept Boston. That would I'd say that'd be even better. Oh then, my like, god, man. I don't know. Everybody would remember 2013, and they'd just like, fuck you, Boston. I wouldn't want to know how many beers they'd have served out in, in the bars in downtown Toronto after that night. That would be a nightmare. I'd say there'd be a riot. There'd be fires in the street, police cars upside down. <laughs> Women and children would be locked in the house. It'd, it'd be fucking it'd yeah. be a riot, man. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's who I got at five. Um, I think we said enough on Toronto. Or do you got anything to add? No. They're going to win cup. Perfect. <laughs> you heard it here, guys. Uh, fucking, they're going to sweep Boston in the first round and win the cup. Exactly. Uh, who's that number four for you? Uh, number four for me is a good old Florida Panthers. I um, I think that they're on to something here. I think they've got a lot of depth. Uh, and I, it seems like they're doing fine with it, Quinville. Um I think their team's fairly complete. I, I I don't like the $10 million in the net there with Bobrovsky, but, I mean, that's done with. Um, I think Mackenzie Weger is a very good defenseman. I think he's, uh, well, very good at getting the puck up the ice. You know, he knows the game well. He plays well. Ekblad is probably in Norse talks. I, I think that'd be fair. I mean, I, I know so. he doesn't score points like some other defensemen, but he gets his fair share of points, and he, and he um, plays on the top power play there. and. He's very effective, and uh, I think the goaltending is good. I don't think Bob Rowski is as bad as people shit on him for. I think he's actually a really good goaltender. I mean, he has two he's business. He's doing sick this year. Yeah, he's, he's doing amazing this year. 
he had a tough start in Florida, but I mean, he's he's figuring it out. And I think the cherry on top for that team is the fucking guys like Bennett and Reinhardt who come in and fit and Duclair, and they yeah, fit Duclair's so perfectly. Awesome. Yeah, Duclair's got like almost ten goals, I think. For Toronto and everything, they have so many talented players on the team. It's almost too many. Like you know, they're gonna lose some next year when cap problems come into come into it. Yeah. So. Insane group. Well, they're in the same place as Tampa Bay now. They're just uh, they're rearing up and getting all these guys ready for a couple of years of playoffs. So, yeah, I, I mean they'll they'll get in the same thing. Uh, Tampa Bay did the same thing. They brought in pieces that fit, and then when their guys are their young guys are ready to come up and get paid, you either got to trade them or uh, or trade some pieces that you know fit to keep them. So they're mm. they're in Tampa Bay's little cycle now. So yeah. That's all I really had to say. I think they're just going to contend for the cup, and I think they they haven't got out of the first round in a long time either, so it's going to be a big celebration for Florida fans when that happens. Toronto and Toronto and Panthers play in the first round. That would <clears> I would actually love that, man. Mm, I'd be afraid be cool. of the outcome, but I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be happy either way. I want to see Panthers do good, and I want to see Toronto do good, so I, uh, I, I'd be happy with either outcome. That's, that's good, buddy. Let's uh let's hear who you have. I have uh Champa Bay, so I guess we're kind of going uh oh. the Battle of Florida here. Yeah. Um, the yeah they they look really tired this season. I'd have them a lot higher than four because obviously they, they deserve it, being the reigning Stanley Cup champions. Uh, they just look so tired this season. I mean, they can't get uh, they can't get on a win streak. Uh, Kutrov out is really hurting for them. Um, but I guess that makes guys like um, Kalorn and Palat, uh, just give them more, more time. Uh, I don't know why everybody's sitting on the depth. I mean, you can't replace the depth they had last year because that was like on that was an unreal like fourth line they had, and they did lose. Um, geez, buddy, that went to Kraken. Uh, Blackwell, no, no, wait, that's uh, New York Yanny Rangers. Gord. What the fuck am I thinking? Yanny Gord, Yanny yes, Gord. yes, yeah. So you can't replace those guys, but I mean, they did a pretty good job bringing in Perry. Uh, bringing in Bellamare and uh, I don't know Ross Colton is looking good this year Matthew Joseph is looking good this year um, so yeah you can't really complain with the depth or the top six that they got in forward and I think their defense is pretty stacked too like Hedman, Sergachev, McDonough um, then you got guys like I don't know Cernak and uh, Suitster that are decent mm. uh, what else I got here uh, Vassy needs I don't know, some help there because he's obviously looking tired. He's not playing as well as he did last year. Uh, I guess you got Elliot there to back him up, but I think he just needs more games off until you get the playoffs, and then you can really just start abusing Vasilevsky, throwing him in there every single game. I forgot Elliot was still alive, man. He's fucking old. Holy yeah, shit. Brian Elliot. He's he's made his way around the league. He's, he's just hanging on to the NHL up. by one fucking like this is the last finger yeah. him hanging on to. Yeah, he's NHL there holding career. on to a bridge and it's two pinkies and he's like, "Please get me Stanley Cup, please." <laughs> so, yeah. So I don't, I don't have any complaints with this, but they just need the pressure taken off their big guys until they get in playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, start giving Elliot more starts to give Vasilevsky more rest so he can do sick in the playoffs. Kucherov will come back around playoffs probably in January or February and. Uh, getting a nice groove, um, but until then, yeah, you've just got to, to give your big guys more rest and let them just kind of cruise until they get in the playoffs because that's 
it's hard playing that many games over the last two years, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. But That's yeah, tough. I got him at uh, I got him at four for those reasons. Yeah, well, I'm gonna talk about him a little bit later, I think. All right, Steve, uh, who's your number three? At the uh, good old Carolina Hurricanes at number three, um, I think they're really close to winning. And I think uh, the thing that makes Carolina special is that it starts from their coaching primarily. Rod Brindamore. I had the same thing. Uh, he's an example of hard work. Um, and I think it rubs off on the group really well. I mean, when you have a coach who's in better shape than you, uh, you know, it really shows you, like, this guy, like, fucking knows what it takes. Like, he – like we got to listen to this guy. This guy's just not going on with nonsense. You know, he played a long NHL career. He's in shape. He's not some overweight dude who just sits down and cashes fucking big old coats and checks. Um, I mean, this guy knows, he knows the game. He knows what it takes. And he won a cup and you know, what better coach could you have be on the bench? Um, and as for the team goes, um, I think they have everything they need to win. Um, if I were to add that, anything i probably had some depth uh, defenseman even though they do have a great defensive core like i i don't see reason to add anything i don't know if there's holes in the lineup at all really i think I that's a thing man i wouldn't and that's what i said i said i don't think during a i don't think during a rush to add anything i i just think they have to push through with the group they have and you know they got to hope it works out and i think it'll work out eventually i think they're going to win a cup within the next two to three years i don't know about yourself but uh I, I think to have what it takes, you know, Kotkaniemi is a good ad. I know he does not get the points. It's just for the contract, but, uh, you know, he's still got a lot of upside there and they like their fins in Carolina. Sure do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they're playing well from Al Aho is one of the best forwards in the league. He's probably top 15. Yeah. I'd say he's top 10 centers for sure. Yeah. Or he's really good. Probably even higher than that. He's a really good player. I think they got it all. Um, I'm just, you know, I kind of started the season. I picked him to miss the playoffs too. I can't uh, believe that I had him number one in the Metro. I can't I, believe you. We had differing opinions and you're right. Uh, I thought the change of goaltending was going to, and the change of defenseman was going to. I mean, yeah, you kind of had me second guessing myself when you're talking about the change in goaltending. Like, I don't think that's ever been done either. Just take out two goalies you ran with last year and bring in two totally different ones. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'd question that, but I mean, Freddie Anderson's making me look like a fucking dumbass. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Do you have anything to say about the old uh, Kaniacs? I'll, I'll talk about them a little bit later. Okay, uh, okay. <laughs> Who did you have at number three then? I had the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, oh, yeah. They're, I don't know, not doing great right now, but I think a lot of that is due to injury. I, I literally have right here, like, they might as well be a walking hospital right now because like <laughs> uh, they're they got uh well mark stone just came back but uh patch ready jack eichel and william carlson are all out of the top six which i don't know pretty much fucks them because chandler stevenson's is still playing first line yeah uh, uh so and smith is up there they just lost talk in the eichel trade but i think it does it is worth it and they also lost um peyton krebs which was playing a little bit of like fourth line time for him just in and out mm. of the lineup but considering all that, I think all those players are going to come back and be better than they were before. Um, and I don't know. Vegas in January is going to be a scary team to play. Robin Lehner, too, is starting to catch his stride. And he's putting he's stringing together a nice few really good games. 
Yeah, he's he not the reason like, they're losing. I think he had like 43 shots last night. I think he let yeah. in like three goals. He's um, not the reason they're struggling. No, God, far from it, man. I'd say he's the only reason keeping them competitive. Yeah. I think their defense is good. I think Pietrangelo is a bit overrated. I'd probably put maybe Theodore uh, above him in the lineup. Um, but saying that, he still eats a ton of minutes, so he's good. He's still good. I think they do have one of the better defensive cores in the league. Um, Martinez, Pietrangelo, Theodore, McNabb, Hag, and White Cloud. They just signed White Cloud, so obviously expecting some good things from him. Um, and I don't mind their depth either. They've got depth scoring like Denonov, um, Clayton, or um, Colazar is all right. Wah, but, or is it Wah or Roy? Nick Roy? I think Nick it's Wah. Nick Wah, I think. I think it's Nick Wah too. Um, puts up a bit of points. Hopefully Patrick can, uh, Nolan Patrick can start putting the puck in the net. Yeah. I, I think this team, I mean, you, you win a, you start making that like cup run right after New Year's. And I think this team after New Year's is probably the scariest team in the league. Um, where like, I don't know, Tampa Bay, Florida, Carolina, they've got all their players and they're still, and they're going to be beat. These guys are going to be fresh and they're going to be ready to win a cup in the, uh, in the later half of the season. Yeah. I, uh, you make some great points there. And actually I didn't even have them on my list. I mean, well, right now they're playing, they're playing dog shit right now. I know I they are, but I, I know they're going to get better, obviously, with those additions. I just, uh, I think it's more so I don't want to see them win because they traded Fleur. I'm kind of a bit salty about that. So I haven't got over that. No, me too. Um, I'm happy they didn't disrespect Laner, too. Imagine, I, I'm, I don't think they could if they, uh, if they no, got man. rid of Laner, then they would have been fucked in like two years when Mark Andre Fleury hung them up. So, yeah. So I thought um, it's cap situation, really. It's what it comes down to. I mean, if they yeah, never got rid of Flurry, they would have never been able to add Oikel either. So that's right. Yeah. Tough decisions, I guess. I think the yeah. way they went about it was the, the issue, though. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. You, I don't know. Transparency is usually the best way to go in this day and age. I mean, this isn't old time hockey when the players were just assets, like uh, in every business, like. Uh, your employees are people, you know, you got to treat them the same as you would uh, your own family, really, to make everything gel properly. Yeah, but uh, you did make some good points about your group and, you know, when they do come back and they, they get every player there in the fold, um, they got a lot of dangerous players who can score a lot of big goals. Yeah, they're going to be scary, man. Um, but right now, yeah, they are struggling with injuries, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, hopefully they can uh, turn around. Uh, who do you got at two? I got the old uh, Winnipeg Jets at number two. Um, wow. I I think they're the most complete team in the NHL right now. I would. What have, do you think of that? I'd have an easy team um, time arguing with you on that. I think they're. <laughs> I don't think I th- they're very complete at all. I think they're got a really good team. I I love their lineup from the top to the bottom. Uh, I think the thing that worries me about him is defense uh, i think they need to add a right shot defenseman a good right shot defenseman and that's why i suggested pk suban yeah um i love their goaltending i know hellebuck's not having a great year so far but it's only early i mean he's gonna get hot uh, he's just one of the better goalies in the league I think um, so too. he'll, he'll do fine yeah and i think uh shifley and uh and dubois and statsney 
Yeah, that is pretty sick. The middle yeah, three centers. was a, a shaky second line center, but having them at the third line is sick. You know, you got those three centers. I mean, teams' offense runs through the middle, and you have guys. Dubois having a good year. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about Shifley's year. Yeah, and you know, if you have those kind of players in the middle, like running that, I mean, you've got some talent. And Ehlers is really good. Like he's a really talented player. Then you got Connor. So you got players on different lines that can complement each other. Uh, you got a guy like Andrew Cop, who's like starting to score some goals and find his offensive. Uh, uh, talents and then you got a guy who's uh, a lower in line of Adam Lowry he's like a fucking truck man he's massive he hits yeah, I think they got a bit of everything too. yeah fight too, man. yeah then on, you look to the blue line uh, you get Neil Pionk he's a very serviceable defense defenseman uh, he came back in that Jacob Truba trade and he signed yep. a pretty decent ticket this summer I think uh, you know he makes good passes uh, he's good transition game then you got Morrissey their best defenseman I think so too yeah there's no arguing that uh he plays well offensively and defensively. He's not a big point scorer, but he 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 can uh, make some good passes every now and then. You got a guy like Nate Schmidt who came from Vancouver. Uh, he was a real big help on that blue line. I think uh, really made it uh, easy for them uh, to put him in there and slot him in there. And uh, I'm not really sure the rest of their blue line, but I still believe that they could add like uh, a right shot guy. Like I wouldn't hurt. I think. I wouldn't add to their forwards because they have so many talented forwards. You're not going to put more cap space up there when you need it in the back. Um, Logan Stanley, another guy as well. He's massive. He's six foot seven. No, no, he's huge. Plays on that blue line. Uh, Dylan DeMello, Vinny Halola, Brendan Dillon. I think this team's complete, man. I don't. I know we don't see eye to eye on this, uh, but I, I'm a real big fan of this group. Uh, I'd like to see uh, Veselon and step it up a bit, probably. Yeah, for sure he needs to. He's uh, but, He's been uh, well-touted for a while now. Or hardly yeah. touted, sorry, for a while. Other than that, I I think uh, this team will try for the Cup, and I think they're going to be all right. I think they might have a chance. Yeah, see, I like their forward core. Their forward is pretty complete. Um, top to bottom, I like it. I think they got great centers. Um, even their wings are – Great. Uh, I wish Perfetti could step into the lineup and start producing a bit more. Mm-hmm. But I mean, some players take a while, especially trying to transition from CHL to NHL isn't always the easiest thing to do. Um, just mm-hmm. their defense falls off. They don't have a superstar here. Morrissey, I'd say, is um, a good defenseman, but you definitely need a, I don't know. He might grow into that role, but he's not a top two defenseman right now. He's probably a top four on any team, though. Nate yeah. Schmidt is good from Vancouver. Um, I think he's underrated. He doesn't get the respect he deserves. And uh, Neil Pionk, I think those three defensemen are great. You don't move any one of those. But I think Dylan Stanley and DeMello really aren't uh, – I don't know. Uh, I don't think they're uh, – Stanley's young. That's why I'm a little more lenient with him. Yeah. I Yeah, I wouldn't trade Stanley because he's young and he's big. But uh, DeMello and Dylan, um, I don't think are your – what yeah. you base your defensive core around. I, I don't watch them play very often, so I don't know if they're, like, defensively responsible or um, what they bring to the offensive game. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you need one more defenseman in there. Probably, uh, like you said, a right-handed shot. Then you could move Schmidt down to the second line with Pion. And, mm-hmm. I don't know, have a right-handed top two defenseman, and then this team would be a lot better. 
And yeah, you don't switch up your goaltending. I mean, Comrie is decent as a backup. He can um, play some t- game to uh, take some time off Hellebuck. But Hellebuck's your guy there, and that's your your guy that's going to lead you to the uh, Stanley Cup if this team's ready. I think this team is the next team to win the uh, Stanley Cup for Canadian teams. I think they get it before Edmonton. What about Leafs? Um I think this team is the next Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. Okay, that's Sorry. fair. That's a good pick. Uh, I also yeah, forgot I, to mention I like this team, but I don't like them this year. And that's why okay. they never made my that's top fair. ten. That's fair. But I do I do like this line. I, I think they got a great core to build around. And in a in a few years I can see them making serious pushes. This core <sighs> would be better with Line A in there. But I guess if you have Line A, you don't have Dubois. So Yeah. I also want to mention before we move on, Evgeny Svechnikov has six points in 13 games. Like, get shit on Detroit. Yeah. All right. Lose. Well, Svechnikov, I liked him in Detroit. I wish he uh, went further in that organization, but I'm happy he's moved on and found success now. I'm not going to be uh, You're the bigger salty person. like a – I'm not going to be salty like a Toronto fan would. Yeah. And, uh, You're the bigger that person. He's, uh, that he's doing good now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Who do you have up in the old two position, buddy? Um, so just to feed on what you said, I think Florida's um, the most complete forward team. I, I think they have the best overall overall forward core. I mean, top to bottom, Duclair, Reinhardt, and Bennett. Um, I don't know. We're kind of underappreciated that their old teams came in here and found a perfect role. I, I think each of them play, um, I don't know a separate game declares the score Reinhardt's kind of a grinder and can get you a few points and Sam Bennett is just um penalty kill and morale guy I think um Lundell's playing great for a third line center um he's doing great this this kind of reminds me of the first year Vegas team this team got a lot of misfits on it Verhege wasn't appreciated in Tampa Bay he's over here doing good now Bennett from Calgary Reinhardt um Duclair Hornquist from a lot of pieces, man. Uh, they got a lot fuck. of uh, Thornton from Toronto. It, yeah. This is the new Vegas Golden Knights. They got so many pieces here that just were underappreciated, uh, but just come into the system and with these players are doing great. Mm-hmm. Now saying that, as much as I want to, um, I don't know, hype them up forwards, their defense is just not where it has to be. Um, Uyghur and Ekblad are amazing. They're a great um, pairing for that top line. I wouldn't change a thing there. But then it really drops off, and then you got like Forsling and Gudas. Forsling's playing well, though. Yeah, I guess. But would you would you have him as a top four if you had a choice to? I think he's a better top six. Yeah, I would agree with it's you there. Forsling and Radko Gudas. Even though Gudas is playing good this year, he's chipping on an offense somehow too. And then you got Nudavara from I think Columbus, right? Or is that a different person I'm thinking of? Nudivaros from Columbus, yeah. Well, look yeah. at this, man. Gustav Forsling has got ten points in fifteen games this year. I mean, maybe I'm full of shit though. I don't, I don't really watch Florida, but uh, I, it's just I was a fan. I was a fan of Forsling actually, but I well, know what I'm you're just, saying. The good ass like, is not the guy you want in your top four. Yeah, that's kind of get fucked, Chicago. Chicago yeah. struggling defensively and just trade away this fucking beauty. Yeah, and then you got Montour, which I guess isn't bad for a top six, but. Uh, it could definitely use some upgrades. Uh, I yeah. think they need to bring in maybe one more piece and Gudas down to the third line, and then I think you could get talking. Yeah. Um, but Borowski's playing unreal this season. 
he's not worth 10 million because I would I'd be hard pressed to name very many goalies except for Vasilevsky that's actually worth 10 million. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. He's uh, to get him there, and I don't know. I, he's playing great this year, so no complaints there. Um, and Spencer Knight's decently reliable. He's had a couple tough games when he was trying to give Bob a break on like um, head um, double headers. But uh, I, I mean, he, he's reliable, and he's obviously the the future of uh, Florida when Bob moves on. He needs time to grow too. Like he's 20 yeah, years old. For sure. But I really like this Florida team. Uh, I think the fact that people were underappreciated came in here and they're all gelling together. They got a really good lineup. It must be so much fun to play with these players. Yeah. I, I think it'd be so much fun to play with Ryan Hart, Huberto and Duclair. And mm-hmm. uh, we're not even talking about that Tippett fella either. Tippett's got a couple goals now in the season. Oh Yeah. Owen he's, playing, he's playing pretty good too. Yeah, he's What's young his first too. name? Owen. Owen Tippett, yeah. He's supposed to be a really good sniper. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at Florida now, and like a lot of these guys are near point per game, man. Yeah, Florida's playing unreal this year. Frank Fertrano's playing like ass, so he's not expected to do much, man. He's he's pretty much there just for I don't know, yeah. defense and shut people down. Yeah, pretty well. I don't see a lot of defense on this forward core, though. There's no really defensive players. I guess Lundell's a good two-way player. Uh, mm-hmm. Luster Einen, uh, I don't know what type of game he plays. Maybe I don't defensive. Really know either. Thornton, I guess, is good defensively, but, I mean, just for back-checking, he's not the most good <laughs> person. No. So, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, they got a good team, man. They are pretty complete, you know. It's sure. hard to argue against Florida being one of the most complete teams. Yeah. Who do you got at number one? I went with Tampa Bay. I I didn't see a reason to not put them at number one because they they got back to back cups. Um, you know, I I know there's more holes in their lineup than there has been. Um, but they have a chance to to uh, three peat for the first time since the seventy nine Island Islanders went on their four year run. They won four cups in a row. It did, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I With Kucherov and the IR, maybe they find a way to sneak in and add some pieces somewhere. That'd be so greasy doing that two years in a row. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't put it past them. And I, they have the best goalie in the world right now. Um, yeah. I think their defense has big names like fucking Cernak, uh, McDonough, fucking uh, – why am I forgetting Hidman? Hedman's the last name I thought of. What does <laughs> Hedman's? <laughs> yeah, man. Hedman's there. Um, then the forward group: Stamkos, Kutra, Point, Kalorn, uh, Palat, uh, Point, or ending, Ro- man. Colton. Yeah, the they got a lot of good threats players. on that team. Just doesn't end. Doesn't end with the top six like a lot of teams. It goes well into yeah. the uh, bottom six. And the thing with Tampa Bay is they can play any style you want. You want to play defensive? They'll play defensive. You want to play offensive? They'll play offensive. You want to check and game? Well, they'll. They do everything, so I think um, I put them at number one because they've won two cups in a row, and I, 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 they probably want to get that third one really bad. You know, I'd that's say. official. That's official dynasty. Yep, I'd say three, three. I think they're in three years. I, I, I would think say they're, they're close to maybe dynasty a dynasty now. now. I think they're close to dynasty, but if they win that third cup, it's not even an option. Everybody. Knows oh yeah, dynasty. obviously they go down in history. Yeah. But uh, we'll see how it shakes out. I got them at number one on my list, and I, I believe they're uh, 
they're really looking forward to that third cup and I wouldn't be surprised if they got it. I think it'd be kind of boring because I want to see somebody else raise it, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. You have anything to add? No, I think I already talked about Tampa Bay enough. All right. Who's your uh, first uh, contender here? Well, uh, the reason I'm wearing this hat, this jersey. Oh, uh, go fuck yourself. Fucking <laughs> Larkin, the best oh, captain in the world. Um, Raymond's going to win the fucking Calder. Cider's going to win the Norris. Um, oh, you got it all wrong, buddy. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. I'm Carolina. <laughs> I'm okay. Carolina. Okay. <laughs> uh, like you said, probably the best coach uh, or one of the best coaches in the league right now. And I mean, just the work ethic that he brings really feeds down into his players. Mm-hmm. Um, Carolina is, I don't know, the best team out of the gate so far. I mean, I guess Florida does have more um, or less regulation losses, but they've also got, or they've got the same amount of regulation losses, but they've got uh, three overtime or shootout losses, which just, uh, I guess, gives them more points. But they're top six. This is the most complete line for me. They've got the best defensive team. Um, They're getting the best goaltending from Anderson right now. Uh, their top six, um, their their second line could be a top line on some teams in the league, um, and it doesn't stop there either. The third line, Nita Ryder, fuck, pronounce that name from Minnesota. Nita Ryder, thank you, Jordan Stahl and Victor Fast. That's a good third line, and then their fourth mm-hmm. line, Lawrence, um, Stefan, and Martin Hook. Just like it, greasy. Except line. for Lawrence, that bottom six is just like. Older players that just know how to get it done has been playing for a long time and then are mm-hmm. hard on the puck. And then you go to their defense and they got Jacob Slavin, um, Brady Shea, and Eric Cole on the left side. Um, Ethan Bear, Pesci, and D'Angelo. Uh, D'Angelo gets a lot of shit, but he is a good offensive defenseman. Uh, yeah. Pesci is probably Pesci and Slavin is probably uh, one of the or some of the better defensive defensemen right now in the. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, and mm-hmm. Ethan Bear is just a solid defenseman too. That was a good trade for both teams. I think Carolina won. I think Edmonton won on that yeah. trade. Uh, well, I think Edmonton could definitely use Bear. Yeah, but, uh, Warren Fogle has been good for him though. He's been getting yeah, his they points. have. Yeah, for sure. No, I guess you can't argue. You, you can argue for both sides. That's a good hockey Carolina trade. Might have won. It is. Yeah, I think Carolina might have won by a bit though. So. Yeah, they might have because Ethan Bear's got a little more upside. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, well, I think the just the highest that Fogel's gonna go is third line, and he might yeah. get like thirty points a year. Fogel's on a good deal though. He's got a long. He's like three years, four years left on a two and a half million dollar contract. So he's yeah, that's great up. for Edmonton. Carolina doesn't really need those cap savings, but Edmonton definitely does, and that's why they got to play like Bear, I guess, back. Yeah. Yeah, but Carolina, for my money, they could win. A, they're ready to win a Stanley Cup right now. They've got the pieces in place. They've got the goaltending. They got the coaching. Um, they could easily win it this year. And if they did, uh, I mean, they look good on paper and they look good on ice. I think you're right, man. I, I love Carolina's uh, makeup. And again, I shit on them at the start of the year, which uh, you know I regret it. But uh, you know that's uh, you can't take that back. And uh, that's right, man. You know. I thought the goaltending was going to be – I don't want to shit on – now you're probably thinking, oh, he's a Leafs fan. He's pissed off Anderson left. No, not really. I mean, I'm happy for No, him I know what you were saying because, uh, I mean, how often can a team totally shake up um, their goaltending and still be all right? Like, I've never seen that before, and you probably don't see it very often. But, 
just brought in two different goalies and they're still yeah. just as good. When we do our when we do a power ranking out again uh, sometime in the next month or so, uh, you'll definitely see Carolina jump up on mine. Uh, pretty, I'd say. <laughs> pretty insane. Where were they two on your last one? Do you remember? Uh, I think they were like 16th, something Ooh. like that, mid. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, we'll have to see. <laughs> but they'll jump. Uh, <laughs> that, to be... uh, add about any other teams or any teams we've talked about? Uh, not really, man. I just uh, I felt like I could have added a nice few teams to this, but uh, yeah, it's hard to pick ten. You know, chewing it down to ten teams. It's uh, but uh, there's also a lot of teams that I wouldn't have even considered. Like, I mean, look at a team like Vancouver. You know, they figured they'd be in this conversation. They're not even close in my eyes. No. Um, well, Dallas, that's a weak division, right? That's yeah. a weak Pacific division, and teams like LA and Anaheim are just are totally winning. taking advantage of Seattle and Vancouver's slow start. Yeah. Even a team like Dallas, I don't think they're close. I don't think I think their chance to win was when they were in the finals against Tampa. I don't think they're going to get close again. Um, and the most disappointing thing is probably Chicago. They they're looking to go for a run, bringing in Seth, Seth Jones and uh, Flurry, and they are a joke of this league. Actually, they're moving up the standings now that they fired their other coach, though. Um, they're moving. I up think there. on paper, man, on paper it looked good, but um. I don't know. It's just like stop trying to hold on to the fucking 2015 team. We're we moved on. I think Chicago Chicago's gonna move up a lot. Chicago is uh I think Chicago's gonna finish probably twenty-third or something in the league, opposed to they were like thirty. I think you're right. Week. I think you're right on that. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna move up a bit, but um I think so Ottawa's I, gonna get it together too. I think Ottawa's gonna move up from thirtieth. I think they're like thirtieth now, 29th. I can't see it. I think they got a bit lucky last season. I think they're going to come back down to earth. I think I, they're going to I like the group. I think, well, I said Detroit was going to finish below Ottawa and Montreal. I think, I well, I know for a fact you're going to finish above Montreal. Montreal is dog shit this year. I think Detroit's looking at their early 20s, like 20th, 19th, 21, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they might sneak in. That's too bad, though, because there's a, a nice few good prospects in the top 10. Yeah, I'd like to see Detroit have another lottery pick, though. Just one more. Yeah. I'd like to I'd see him get a center. Who do we have? We have Berggren coming in. Um, oh, fuck. I don't know. We do you have, have Valeno centers, though. and Rasmussen. Valeno and Rasmussen. Yeah, I but I'd like Valeno's to see. not making more of an impact. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like, it would have been really nice when Detroit was at their lowest to be. I know they got some really good players like Sauter and Raymond, and you wouldn't trade that. Because you know you you got some star players, but would have been nice to see him grab a a really good center, you know. Yeah. Because you need yeah, those centers. I would have. I wanted to us to get Trevor Zegers just because he had the same name as me. And I liked the way he played, but I'm happy we got Cider from 2019 now. Oh, Cider is a fucking steal. Cider is already our best defenseman. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. Because I was yeah. hoping Hironic was going to bur- like have a really good season again. And I year. like Hironic too. I think he's a solid defenseman, but uh, Sauter's just on a different level. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Anyway. Anyways, that's uh, it for that's me. About it. All right. Would you like to uh, wish the uh, listeners well? Kind of cast them off. Steve? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, everybody, uh, like the Instagram page, Hockey Tank, and uh, go to the uh, YouTube channel. Um, uh, hockey tank podcast i think it is um subscribe to that i mean we got videos they're not as frequent it's definitely if you want to keep track of us better you're better off going to instagram um because we're, we're 
both in uh, post-secondary education. I mean, it's hard to keep up with the YouTube. It's just so much work. Yeah, um, it's just so easy just to get on Instagram and just throw something up really quick. And yeah. Then make a whole thumbnail, like edit the video, put in descriptions, it, titles, and all that. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot harder to bang out a YouTube video. But I mean, if you want to keep track of us, uh, I recommend the Instagram. We're, it's not daily, but it's you know every week there's a, a couple of posts. I'd, up there. I'd say every week, we probably three or four times a week, maybe. Yeah, a couple if, times a week. Three and, times you know, a week. That's it. Instagram story is pretty active there too. So I always throw a few things up. So if you do like watching it, uh, feel free to do that and. Uh, you know, it's it's on all streaming platforms uh, for your podcast. So whatever you want to listen to it on or recommend to your friends, uh, they can watch it on pretty much anything. That's all I have to say. See you next week. Uh, Trevor, you can end it there. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Um, yeah, and we'll see you next week. Take care.